Yeah, yep, it is uh, episode 20 of the Game of Memories podcast. And last episode, I made a little mistake ski saying that it was episode 20 when, in fact, this episode is actually the episode 20. Um, just a little error in policy, definitely not an error in doctrine, because as a holy prophet of the gaming gods themselves, there is no way that I would ever make a doctrinal mistake. And if you perceive that I have done such, that is your fault, and that's simply because you don't understand the mysterious ways of the, of the gaming gods themselves. And as a prophet, Lord, see and revelator above thee. To criticize me is to criticize the gods themselves. So, uh, yeah, your fault that I said last episode was episode 20, when in fact, this is episode 20. Good news, though, I'm still on my holy mission to create the One True Gaming Memories podcast. As you all know, the gaming gods, Miyamoto, the Father, Kojima, Son, and Carmack, the Holy Ghost, appeared to me in prophetic vision, commanding me to make the One True Gaming podcast. And to do so, all I needed to do was simply interview creative and interesting people about their favorite gaming memories growing up. And on this episode of the podcast, we have concept artist Kelton Cram. If you just give him a quick Google search, give him a goog, you'd realize that Homeboy has worked on a bunch of awesome movies and video games. Things like uh, Star Citizen, which happens to be the most successful Kickstarter of all time, Pacific Rim, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Power Rangers, Ghost in the Shell, the uh, American live-action adaptation, which I enjoyed. A lot of people didn't. The Great Wall, Max Steel, Independence Day, Now You See Me, Batman vs. Superman, Allegiant, Gods of Egypt, Jupiter Ascending. Ooh, Jupiter Ascending. My brother claims that's one of the greatest movies of all time. I made it 15 minutes in and I couldn't handle Channing Tatum with elven ears. I don't know. Maybe I should give it, maybe I should give it a second chance now that I know that Kelton worked on it as well. Uh, Hunger Games, TMNT, The Motherfucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Edge of Tomorrow, one of my favorite sci-fi movies, Maleficent, Spider-Man, Noah, 300, Wolverine, the list goes on and on and on. X-Men, if if it's cool, he's probably worked on it. But the best, the crowning achievement of Kelton's resume is working on the Twilight Saga. I didn't get to ask him about that because I didn't know he worked on it until I did this intro after we recorded the episode. But damn, I would have loved to talk to him about working on arguably the greatest work of teen fiction uh, maybe ever. That might be the goat of teen teen fiction. Jokes aside, Robert Patterson, I didn't like him because of Twilight. And I was a little worried about him being Batman. But then I saw a movie by the Safdie brothers. They're the ones that did uh, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Previous movie came out in, I think, 2017 called Good Times. Holy shit. Patterson can act his ass off and i'm uh, actually stoked to see what he does with batman so anyway th- that's besides the point we also had todd robbins on the podcast he was on episode one he's one half of the youtube channel kuma films i will put links to both their shit in the podcast description as usual remember spread the good news of the gaming memories gospel tell your friends family your church your dogs your cats whatever tell people about it the gods will bless you i say these things in the name of me and mother father kojima son and karma Galli goes amen and enjoy the show You guys hate how you sound when yeah, you listen to your totally. Show? It's so hard. Everybody does. I Don't worry about I it. I can't watch any of my own videos that I make. They uh, so told hard. me in the studio once I sounded like the turtle from Finding Nemo mixed with a grandpa. Everybody that comes in always like, 
They come Complaint. in, they record the episode. <clears throat> they have a fun time when they record it. Yeah, and then they like, listen to it. That was so much it. fun. And they're like, oh. And then I post it, and then they always mess me like, why do I sound so stupid? <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's normal. I, I can't Can you put auto tuner on mine? So I'm like, <laughs> the other day. These people just aren't used to their voices. <clears throat> yeah. And now I've heard mine enough now. Like, when I do the intros, I'm, like o- I'm over it. I get you it. You like it. Yeah, I know. I, I just accept I sound like a dumbass. It's, it's good fine. to hear, though, because, like, I notice a lot of, like, and it's my Tourette's, but, like, vocal tics. But, like, if I hear it, I can, like, s- yeah. maybe learn to can <laughs> stop get you, it. Get your mic Studier. a little bit. Yeah, Get your mic my, a little bit closer. My, my, uh, Todd. My little things yeah. and it's pretty good. I think the levels it. were good. They sounded good. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. So this episode has been one long time in the making. We have Kelton Cram. I'll do, like, a little uh, intro and just talk a bunch of awesome shit about you make you sound like your god's gift to mankind oh, okay. um that'll that'll come beforehand but uh i always say why should people care about what you think what what are you right. good at what are you good at because i think i've heard that you're pretty good at some shit is that the question yeah that's oh. the question just tell people who you are and why you uh so generally i have creative people okay i have only had i think you're the first you know i had one guy that was like he did fan art he okay. only does illustration. I think I messaged you. Okay. Adam? I connected you guys. No, Ch- Chase Henson. Oh, okay. He does like uh, – he's like doing this whole like fantasy world where he's reimagining like the Bible stories but mixing with Hindu stories and creating like a creation myth. Wow. And he does these like – Awesome. He does like like illustrations, like books. Like okay. you read a crazy book. Graphic and he does, novel like, type of thing. Huge illustrations. I showed him your shit and he liked it. Cool. And uh, I think <clears throat> I messaged you guys on Facebook and linked you up. I can't remember. But Maybe. he's the only other artist that's been on the podcast. Everyone else has been musicians or film guys. Well, I'm happy to be here. And uh, I've known Cade for a little over a decade now, I guess. We met in, in <clears throat> back in the day. And Todd as well. Um, yeah, so uh, I work in the Hollywood film industry um, as a concept artist, mostly costume, sometimes creature and environment. Um, and I've worked on a lot of the kind of comic book based movies, uh, DC and Marvel, um, and toy franchises. So Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, uh, all that stuff. Did so, you have you done any video games? I have. Yeah. What, what games <clears throat> have you done? Um, so my first game back in the day was in the Aaron Sim Studio, which was Infamous Two. I Infamous, believe. dude. Yeah. Did, you know, did you know you worked on Infamous Two? No, I didn't know you worked on Infamous. I didn't even know you worked on. Yeah, that was like my first game, um, which was just like weapons and some some uh, costume stuff. And then yeah, I remember, talk, talk about how that like that was so that you played just in St. Louis, right? That was yeah. the one that you were like. We were, binge, in, were you that was when you were binging in St. Louis? Was that the, Infamous Two? That might have been two or. Th- yeah, two, because three, was there three? So I remember you got it for your birthday, and you were supposed to be selling. And yeah. <laughs> you like, spent like, <laughs> like three days just oh, like by the way, this is, this is Todd. He was on episode one. Yeah. He's uh, one of the, the geniuses behind Kuma Films. He's going to join back on. Professional ninja. Let's be real. No one listened to episode one, and it was neither. I had never done a podcast. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to carry a conversation. I'm no one. We were bo- yeah. yeah was, so he's no back one. on. We've all been homies for a long time. But when you worked on Infamous 2, you yeah. said weapons. Yeah. How and many... How yeah. many prototypes or design ideas do you think you put out before they settle in on – what's the um, ratio? Okay, so that, ideas to one actual weapon that makes it in-game or something like that? Yeah, that's probably, that's probably correct. When I was on that game, it was my first uh, couple months in a studio in Hollywood. So it was a film studio, but we took on some game projects. And so we kind of just forked out 
you know, whatever assignment. And I was sort of the novice beginner artist. So they just put me on weapons for that. And then, um, I did some of the, uh, the transaction between how the bad guys form their armor, if I'm correct, it was kind of made out of ice and stuff. So I kind of yeah, helped on yeah. The, yeah, I helped on like how the ice would grow, but I didn't know much about the game and um, never like ended up playing it or talking That's to the client. So you yeah. didn't. I would expect that people working in the game would know more about the game, but are you guys like compartmentalized? Yeah. So for this, uh, so basically the the way game houses work a lot of times they have in-house artists who are full-time that once stuff gets approved and is um kind of getting uh you know more elaborate and they add or take away things based on budget um that can go on forever but in the very beginning when things are first starting they'll outsource a lot of the concept design and so we were just a concept house oh yeah that's when you get, worked for like an agency basically. yeah for aaron well it's for aaron sims the aaron sims company which um they do everything from games film oh 3d toy oh print. no <laughs> body <laughs> foul nice. just uh he just uh spilled some drink that's all right you know what quick pee break or drink break okay we're back we handled it. Situation under control. That's my bad. You were saying that so Todd's a ninja, and, and then, then he right, wanted to I, show us that he wasn't by doing something clumsy. But I think he did. Yeah, it on that purpose. is actually funny. You are definitely the most ninja person here by by a factor of at least a hundred x. But we didn't spill anything. You can backflip over a moving car, but he can't pick his drink up. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we were joking. If you guys don't know, if, if you haven't seen Kumar films, Todd's a legitimate stunt man. He does ninja shit all day. So that is, that's a good point. Uh, the most coordinated one here is the one that spilled the drink. <laughs> it was like literally right after. Deliberate. <laughs> like he's in- <laughs> he wanted to end the... Okay, so yeah, so anyway. uh, Infamous, uh, that was my first game, and that was like um, 2010 or 2009, so it was a long time ago, but um, since then I've actually worked on a few games here and there, like freelance, but then I actually worked in-house at a game company for a year. Which um, company? Cloud Imperium. Cloud yeah, and they're actually just doing one game, Star Citizen. Oh, Star Citizen. Yeah, that's like been uh, into. It's like the. I think it's the number one Kickstarter. Yeah, kick, yeah. like video yeah. game. Yeah. So actually, number one Kickstarter. Um, you know, as far as like donations go, the most they've ever made in one uh, in one campaign. Yeah, so I think it's like ninety plus million. Whoa! And then Dang. they got that's another two hundred million in investors after that. So they kind of had just this endless amount of income to start this game. That would be uh, yeah. that would be great. I want to kind of touch on that because Star Citizen, I've played a few of like the prototypes. Yeah, but it's been heavily criticized by a lot of people in the sense of. They mismanaged all that money. It's been in development for eternity. They they have advertised a single player campaign with all these crazy actresses yeah. and actresses. Yeah. But I don't think that's ever been finished yet. Yeah. And then so the rumor on like NeoGAF and some of the gaming boards, uh, uh, well, I guess the rumors are essentially money mismanagement, wasted time. Yeah. Like let's we'll spend sixty million dollars on this this interface for the ship, and then they scrap it. And yeah. Waste. So is that how you? So there's a lot of things I probably won't say as far as names go, but um, <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Just no, let just people know kind it's, of what it's like to work. Yeah, yeah. No, as far as like that project was supposed to come out, and then like you said, um, a lot of it had to do with just um, never-ending edits or changes, and and even um, in the concept design department, um, some of the characters went on for like up to a year. 
of just exploring options and you know trying to get um, passed off, and which could just, maybe be a good thing. Like for you're me, spending yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you um, working, and um, you know. Oh, I, yeah. So, is there an element of? I think you've talked about this with some Chinese stuff in the film industry. Is there an element of like we don't necessarily want to finish early because we want to keep getting money? Yeah, I mean, well, there it's it's the grass is always greener. It's a double-edged sword. So um, if you get your design passed off relatively quick, it's usually what you want it to look like. You're happy with it. You want that in the game, um, and you feel accomplished. You put that a little closer, right? and you feel accomplished. Yeah. But if you um, are on the same character for like months and months, uh, I mean, technically you're making money by doing it, but you get really burnt out on it, and you can. Um, you know, feel uh, drained on a certain character. Like you've come up with every idea possible yeah. and they're still exploring. And so that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those situations where how long did you work there for uh, a year, year a year? Yeah. And so, so that was in-house, not with the agency. Yeah. This was like an actual full-time job in Santa Monica and it was a great experience. Um, it's definitely different than the film world I was working in. So it was nice to have a taste of uh sort of a different approach. Mainly, um, the difference with film and game is that you get a lot more time to finesse your character and your design in, in a game, um, mainly because they, ha they kind of control the budget. Obviously, with a film budget, it's the you know, studios that want to limit that as soon as possible and, and try to um, save that money instead of just keep spending you know, a lot of directors want to just keep designing forever and spend all this money, and the producers are constantly pulling them back and saying, you know, we need to try to get this um, passed off. So. so that leads me to a question. I don't know, getting off topic, but yeah. it's making me think. Yeah. You hear a lot of people complain that, like, oh, these studios don't – like, they're putting too much control or they're holding the reins, the creative reins for all these directors, <laughs> and it's the studio's fault. It's the studio's fault. But you kind of hinted at, like – they have to. Otherwise, these guys would just endlessly yeah. cycle through. And, yeah. yeah, which is exactly what happened at Cloud Imperium, like you said, uh, where if one, you know, the, the phrase like too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. So that's usually the case with film is you have to please the franchise, you know, the investors or um, whoever's putting the money up the producing side. And then, of course, the distributor which is the big studio like you know warner brothers um and getting all them to pass it off you know is one thing and then the director is ultimately the one to say yes or no so it can take forever before everyone agrees on something and when it's one person controlling all of that um usually you end up with a better movie or a better product um but sometimes that that person can just endlessly spend. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it can go off the rails. And yeah, maybe, maybe not put the numbers where they look good for business. Right. Yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. That's interesting. Like so, James Cameron, for example, you know, yeah. he's kind of in control of everything. But doesn't he fund his own? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's his own money. <laughs> endlessly spends his no own one's money. Gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm the one. It's my money. I can yeah. spend it how I want. Yeah. I can get it in a. But ship. he also knows exactly what he wants. Yeah. Instead of a lot of. People. Did you work on Avatar? No, I almost did a couple times. Um, What's the word on all these Avatar films that are supposed to be coming? Yeah, they so they're making them right now. Yeah, they're I know making some friends who are doing like yeah work on it. Yeah, well, you got some homies. We scoot back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're way too far away. Uh, Get close to the mic. Yeah, no, it's just like different friends that are on like yeah. doing like stunt work. Part on two, it. probably. They're, yeah. they're in production right now. Part two. 
um, which they've already introduced is going to be technically underwater. Um, and then they're set to make three, four, and five. So they're already starting to design those ones. Are they? So yeah. they're just going to shoot them straight through, aren't they? The or gap between to. two and three is not going to be as long time-wise. Yeah, one so two. the way the budget, I, I believe, as far as what I've heard, is they're set to make two and three, and then based on how well they do mm. before they pr- start production on four and five. Mm. So, But I, I think if they go as scheduled, they'll just be releasing all the way until 2025. Trying to get Dang. them, like, yeah. back-to-back. Yep. Yeah. Harry Potter it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think, what do you think the, the odds are? Bloody of, hell, Harry. <laughs> what do you think the odds are of an Avatar video game? Do you think someone's going to try to cash in on that? Oh, I'm sure they're uh, probably yeah. already selling the rights for it. But, yeah, that would be a great idea. As far as I know... Um, the dragon flying with the bow and arrow? Like, you yeah. know how they fly, be... like you link to the dragon? That could be fun. Be what like, was that, like, old... Like the Panzer Dragoon. PS- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could play like that. Play like that. You hook your VR helmet to the wall. <laughs> that would, dude, that would be fun. Have you guys ridden the the Avatar ride? At, no. like, I've heard it's dope Animal shit. Kingdom? Yeah, I heard it's awesome. It's way fun, dude. I waited like three hours to ride the damn thing. <laughs> it was like still worth better it? Be, oh, eh, For three, three hours? hours? Three hours once, yes. Yes, okay. I would never wait three get hours to ride pass. it again. But I would wait an hour, yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. It's you know, that's pretty average nowadays, but it's super fun. Like, I remember I was riding it, and my wife was, like, right next to me, and then my homie, Barton, Craig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Craig was, like, to the left of me, and my wife it was to the right. And I remember just, like, you put it on, like, they strap you down, like, forward, you know, so you're kind of, like, riding it, riding it. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like a horse. <laughs> and then, like, underneath, like, they have, like, this machine, like, it, like, breathes. So it feels like oh, you're, so like, it feels riding like, it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's so cool. They have this big old, like... TV that's like a you know 3D because they're wearing like 3D glasses, <laughs> and then they then you're basically like a mechanical bowl basically, so it like moves and stuff, so it feels like you're uh, like flying. That sounds like California screaming, <laughs> yeah, but you're on your but own way individual. Better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like and all of a sudden they start like putting like different like weather effects, so like you'll go through like a like a waterfall, you'll like go down and. Pass it and they like spray, spray a little bit of water yeah. and like yeah. blow wind and it's like really gets you immersed. Like, oh, and it's like I remember like <laughs> Dude, the first awesome. drop, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and everyone screamed. I looked at like my left, like I look at Craig and my wife and Big old grins, dude. Everyone's like <laughs> having just like dude, the freaking time of their life, dude. It was it's pretty fun. I really like the ride. That, that reminds me of what's that? What's that sh- movie where the dude is? He's Ben Affleck's giving the speech. About making money, and he says, "You think money can't buy happiness? See this fucking smile ear to ear." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like trying to pump these guys up to smell. It's like Ch- Boiler Room, I think it's called. It's like a stock market movie, uh, but that would be a great commercial for Disneyland. Someone's face on that ride. Like, <laughs> who says money can't buy happiness? Yeah. And it's someone on that ride, just like, dude, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, I love it, dude. Todd. I was the whole, whole time, dude. Yeah, like my mouth hurt, like when I got off the yeah, ride. That just sounds like, fun. Because you know? I love that California one, California yeah. Rollin' or whatever. Yeah, if you like that, it's that basically that, awesome. but way better. R- way better, yeah. Because it's like, you know, 3D, a, it moves. It's way Do you know cool. guys that design shit for theme parks? I never thought about that. Um, like, yeah. Who does all that? Uh, a lot of designers work on all that stuff. I've actually done some uh, stuff for theme parks in China. Really? Because they What's had... What's that like? Um... It's very similar as far as like, getting an idea through of what it's going to look like. And then once that gets passed off, it will go into engineering where they actually have to make it work. And I haven't stayed on a project long enough to see it come to life. Um, 
Let me get a little closer, by the way. But I know that, like, China had this sort of outbreak of, um, not coronavirus, but (laughs) they had an outbreak of... uh, Oh, speaking of, did you... I think you posted it. Have you guys seen the Raccoon City, the umbrella logo? Conspiracy theory with the coronavirus. Do you know much about Resident Evil, the video game? Yeah, bits and pieces. They're I mean, saying the coronavirus is going to Basically, like... it, you can look this up. This is real. I thought it was bullshit. The beginning I, of the end. So the idea of, of Resident Evil is this company called Umbrella is like experimenting with bio, biochemical weapons and shit. It has an outbreak and that causes a zombie outbreak that is like the main catalyst behind the games. Well, the Umbrella Corporation's logo kind of looks like just like this yeah. hectagon or octagon yeah. umbrella. Well... In the coronavirus, Raccoon City is where the fake city, Raccoon City, where Umbrella had this outbreak. Yeah. Corona is, a, call it, I think it's an anagram. Like you can rearrange the words Corona to spell raccoon. And there's in, in the city where the outbreak, oh, West, what is the city? Oh, my God. Wuhan. Whatever, Wuhan, yes. Yeah. There is a company, a chemical weapons or bioengineering company. Oh, goddamn. That has the exact same logo. Really? They're, they're, that I knew real. it. That part is real. There I wasn't is... worried about this before, but now I'm all <laughs> No, I'm telling out. you. you can, I mean, we can't look it up because this computer's weird right now, but I looked it up. Like, That's crazy. I don't know if there's really a connection, but there is a chemical company in the city where the outbreak started, named whatever it's named. It's in Chinese, but it has the exact same logo as Umbrella Corp what? from fucking Resident Evil. That is for sure real. That's Coincidence? Terrible. Maybe. That's kind There's... of terrifying. <laughs> what if, dude? It's probably just a coincidence, but goddamn, it's so much funner to believe that there's this. way funner. It's way funner. I love conspiracy All I theories. know is a lot of my friends in L.A. right now are, like, taking it seriously. They're wearing masks and stuff. There's a breakout yeah. in... USC or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, by one of our family friends lives out. Irvine? Irvine, area? yeah. Yeah, there's Irvine. a lot of Chinese. Yeah, the Chinese area. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit worried because <laughs> my kid lives down China. there, but... But I was just going to say about the amusement parks is they, they decided to make, like, thousands of them. And then they didn't finish a lot of them. If you guys have been to China, I know Todd has. But I haven't like, been, yeah. Yeah, they, they the way the laws work there is they'll start building something before they have all the funding and then run out and just leave it halfway built forever. So you have all these, like, haunted, abandoned... They look like dollhouses that are open in the back. Or like, people live oh, in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the amusement parks, I heard they, they start building them. And then just never finish them, and they just look like haunted, crazy. It'll be good for this uh, post-apocalyptic outbreak that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, play, like places all these to go hide. Bu- all these yeah. half-built amusement yeah. parks. It's like a real video That'd game. That'd be great. I mean, that's creepy. Just I have seen – there's an, a famous abandoned amusement park. Well, uh, Chernobyl. In- <laughs> that's not that, that is one. Is too. it by Chernobyl? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there is one. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. There's that's like a Ferris wheel. Yeah. That's where you Modern Warfare <clears throat> 2. Around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. stealth Chernobyl. mission ends on Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> and I think the end of uh, – there's a movie I think called Annie or Anna. It's like she's a child super shoulder, soldier and she escapes from the government. Yeah. And in the, the finale, she's in this oh. – I think it's the, the same movie? amusement. I think it's – It's Prime. Annie or Anna or – It's streaming. Yeah, Anna. Anna. Well, there's a new one. They've, I think there's been. Wait, three I'm thinking of Hannah. Of Hannah. Hannah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I can't remember. There's it. a new movie that you're talking about. It's not streaming because it it was on the airplane, but it's called Anna. But I think it is about like a girl that grows up and oh, maybe it's. Uh, it might be a remake because I know there was one. There's been I think a handful. I think it was originally a comic book. Yeah, probably. she's like a child super soldier. She escapes mm. from Russia, some Russian program, and she's on the run. And the movie is basically just her escaping. That's okay. it. Nothing. I think there's more. I think there's huh. a whole world and lore built to it. Um, 
That yeah. Why would you build an in? Wait, how does it work? Why do they build it and not finish it? Because they, they don't have the funding. Like, yeah, but why? Yet, right? Well, like in the states, for example, there's laws <clears throat> where they wouldn't start a project till they know it can be paid for, mm. be, because you know um, the way contracts work. But yeah, in China, they can just start building things without even having all the funding, and then it will. They're just like so excited to get it started. <laughs> they're just like, oh yeah, the money will get there. Yeah, we'll just yeah. we'll just get. It so. <laughs> have you done uh, what? Did you do other games after Cloud Imperium? Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, and we can talk more about that later because that game was a lot of fun, but I'll tell you, you know, um, some of the details. But uh, as far as since then, um, I worked on a game two years ago, or actually last year maybe, year and a half ago, uh, called Meet the Pixels, which is Nickelodeon's uh, game that is going to have a TV show. Oh, as that's well. the family you were telling me yeah. about. You designed oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Designed the family. family. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I don't know the details of it, but it's um, going to be a, a TV show that um, is broken down into a family of five, and each fa- family member is from a different video game. But when they're off duty. They are at a house together, so it's oh. kind of like The Incredibles meets uh, Wreck It Ralph uh, meets yeah. Married with Children. Okay, <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, it's like when they're home and they're fighting together, but they all like look a little different based on their game graphics. Are they gonna like, have a game for each member? Yeah, I think that's oh. the plan. So, like the actual video game that that family member is from in the TV show, they'll have Nickelodeon will sell that the video game. Them all. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're like ongoing games that'll have expansion packs that play along uh, with what's on the dude, TV show. That's genius. If that yeah. hits, that's yeah. going to make so much money. Yeah, so it it's takes. a big idea. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, basically... So much I, money, it's like yeah. freaking DLC <laughs> every time. Every episode's DLC. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's cool. That's never been yeah. done. The idea of connecting multiple games to yeah, a so, same universe in a TV show. Yeah. yeah. There's um, five members of the family... Uh, mom and dad and three kids and uh, they wanted them to be what's called a blended family which i uh didn't really necessarily know what that meant at first but it could be like a broken family where there is um step kids and half siblings and then also multiple races and it's basically because we you know in nowadays world like so many families are like that so uh i should i've told you this story before but the executive you know, said make Keep it your, a, uh, get us that, yeah, you yeah the, the executive it said, pick up from oh, the side. here My we bad. go. Is this better? He wanted, um, a blended family. So, uh, you know, in this pitch, uh, there was a, a board meeting and I, I just said, you know, I kind of have a blended family cause my wife is quarter Lebanese, my stepkids quarter Mexican. And then I have a half Chinese son and, uh, yeah. He's so like, you get it. So he says, perfect, let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I just used my own kind of family dynamic to make uh, the characters. and so, That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. If, that, if that series really takes, that'll be special for you. Yeah, and then they kind of look a little bit like my stepdaughter and my son, and so they think this TV show's about them. <laughs> oh, they're probably stoked as hell. Yeah. Do you get like, royalties for developing stuff like that when no. it's like, more on that base? No, I mean, the way contracts work for any type of design is it's just set rates. And, mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's similar to, like, anything that, like, Disney ever made. Someone designed those characters, but they're not getting any royalties off of it. You know, they're all just part of a giant team. Disney will. Yeah. And they will sell yeah. toys till the end of time. Yeah, about the only way you're going to get anything royalty or, like, residual income uh, off your ideas if it's literally your IP and mm. you sell it to the studio directly. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, which is, like, the hardest thing to do. 
you know. Because they know. Well, they'd yeah, rather I, that's steal a good it from question. <laughs> So obviously, movies and video games are in this phase where we're recycling ideas a lot because the that makes your probability of success a lot higher, right? Yeah, like, and you've seen a bunch yeah. of IPs just get die. Like you've talked to me about yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah, like, so cool ideas, that super just cool die. ideas. One of um, the aspects of like doing concept design in the industry um, is like ninety percent of what you're doing is pitches, trying to get things greenlit off the ground. Whether it's a game, or a streaming um, series, or yeah, a, a movie. And so like 90% of them don't make it, but they're amazing. And a lot of it is like you said, they're, they don't want to take the risk or they want to recycle something that's similar to it where it's theirs. Um, that, that way they make more money. Yeah. yeah, yeah One yeah. show. It's funny. Cause I, I worked on, um, have you guys seen the umbrella Academy? Yeah. 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 The one with Ellen Page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so familiar. You should, you should check it out. It's awesome. It's based on a graphic novel. <clears throat> the guy who was behind it was like his baby was trying to pitch it to make it into a movie 10 years ago. I helped develop a lot of the characters. Um, so I still had the artwork and then Netflix finally picked it up and it was amazing. It was an awesome show. And uh, so something you worked on 10 years ago, finally saw the light. Yeah. Of so it's kind of fun <laughs> wow. to see this was this guy's baby. He loved it so much. He wanted to make it <clears throat> never happen. I just thought that was another amazing project that fell through the cracks. And then to see it come to life and how successful it was on Netflix is awesome because we live in an age now where, uh, with streaming a lot more things can get produced and greenlit. That's like, true. They'll back anything Netflix. So, Dude, this and Netflix does have such a wide. They have so much content. Yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't realize how much content they have. Have you guys ever surfed someone else's Netflix account that where the algorithms tooled? Yeah, to, and you're like, where how do the they get all these did shows? All these shows come from? <laughs> yeah, like I've right? never yeah. ever seen this show on my Netflix. How? Yeah. Like how? I'm getting stuff from like probably because my wife watches Netflix yeah. on there, but I'm getting stuff from like Taiwan. Yeah, like, awesome. Horrible soap operas like. Shot uh, so bad. My, I, I know so I'm on your guys' bad. ass. Just, yeah. Well, so you know, bad. sometimes yeah, so I like, feel like the profile everywhere. that I developed was a lot of hard work. Years of yeah. specifically picking and watching. And, and then, of course, my uh, kid deleted my account, and it was all for nothing. It all, dis- <laughs> it all disappeared. <laughs> yeah, Netflix has that. a lot of stuff. So, yeah. all right. Then you get decision fatigue just trying to find a show. Speaking of like, that's Net- a real thing. But, dude, Netflix is like spending like, what, 17. 17- I heard like quadrillion. Some, I don't know some crazy. I don't want to say billion, but because I don't know if they have that much money, but some ridiculous amount, 170 million or something on just like content. Oh yeah, they're constantly outsourcing. Um, you know, like yeah, they're, they're so uh, investing in a more yeah. original. But content. They're, they're like not profitable yet. Apparently, like apparently they're still like losing money, right? Well, I don't know. it might or, be one of those Amazon. Like Amazon apparently lost four hundred and twenty-six dollars and got twenty-two million back in tax refunds. Oh. So it might be like, yeah, we spent all. I don't know. I feel like all these companies are really good at playing the long game. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. E- example: Netflix when they first came out, how it was a lot cheaper and. Um, was it five bucks? Three bucks? Yeah, yeah. And slowly, once they get everyone signed up for it, where that's. Um, your only option, then they can just start raising the prices. Yeah, and not absolutely. only that, everybody got rid of cable. And they knew that would happen, but in the beginning, you know, it took a while for them to get to that. Well, if you yeah. think about how much... Remember when Netflix originals first came out? Like, there wasn't that many, and they were usually really good. Mm-hmm. And so I'd always like, yeah, Red End, sweet. All the originals good. Now, like, 
eighty percent of Netflix, at least my recommendations, are all Netflix originals. Yeah, and they do a shit ton of anime. Like, yeah. how many net original Netflix animes are there now? Yeah, there's like Tons. thirty or yeah. forty, and they're doing that with every yeah so that they, makes every sense. genre. When they say it's a Netflix original, are they just like licensing it and they're the first Netflix to license it, or the like production. they pay for the yeah, or they pay for the production to make that anime? So. Um, How does that work? For one, as things come out on Netflix and get bigger and bigger, um, of course, theater uh, releases are going down as far as like the money invested in that because you can make so much more off of streaming now. Yeah. And then, then of course, because of globalization, it's like really they just need to make something do well in China. Mm. And it doesn't matter if it does well at all anywhere else. Yeah, if you can get So it really all that matters is that demographic right now. And, and you were so, telling me it's because... Yeah. China only has a set amount of movies what, like released 10 or a year. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they have a contract. Movies, yeah. instant cash. Money. Yeah, yeah. Venom so it's made becoming political. Yeah, yeah. Venom yeah. didn't really like make yeah. a ton of money here in the states, but right. went to China, made yeah. over a billion dollars, and yeah. that's why Venom Two is being made. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hardy. Hey, it was okay. It was. I it enjoyed was, it. It was fun. It wasn't. It was what fun. I wanted yeah. from a Venom movie. But, I was hoping it would be darker because it was going to yeah. be like rated R. At I wanted first. it to be darker, and there's hints of like what it could have been. And Tom Hardy's the perfect dark horse. <laughs> yeah, he can like you. He, seen he pulled the, off it. He pulled it off well. I thought what's his that like movie where Eddie he's the Bron- fighter. Oh, the fighter. No, Bronson. Wait, the fighter. Bronson. Bronson. Is it called Bronson? Where he's in jail in the UK and he's like naked. There's another the one show. where he's like no, the he, UFC one too. Or, he's a UFC one. Oh. Where he's a fighter and he fights his brother who's like a geometry yeah. teacher yeah, in the yeah, finale. Some bullshit, but. He played like this, like dark horse war veteran that never spoke. He'd like walk in the ring, knock the guy out, not do any interviews, <laughs> yeah. walk right out. That was his character. So I thought that's what he'd be—the version of that for was Venom. the prequel to Venom. That's what I wanted. <laughs> the prequel, yeah. But no. Did you hear the rumors though that that movie Life was Life, supposed yeah. to be the prequel for it, Venom? It could have been Did you perfect. Hear that? The one that Ryan Reynolds, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, where they find the alien. It would have been perfect. Actually, like if they would have been smart enough to actually like, yeah, or. Unless they were smart enough, and that is like the actual truth. But if they didn't really think about that, like they could have totally been, been yeah easily. It's like, hard to come up with something new. I'll tell you that because yeah. um, everything has been done or we considered, done. or something similar has you know. Well, everything, yeah. everything is a remix at this point. Yeah, but it's can you can you remix something and make it fresh again? Yeah, it's yeah. still about the storytelling. Yeah, at the end of the day, have you ever yeah. considered? And if you don't want to talk about this one, because, like, I don't know, like, how close to the chest you have, like, your own stuff. But, like, remember, like, way back in the day you showed me your Chronics, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. comic book? Like, yeah, I, I actually, remember that. That was yeah. that Like, was the dope. design was pretty – like, yeah. you know, I thought the design was dope. Like, give, the idea let people, was Give people was the cool. gist of your Chronics. <laughs> okay, got to remember, this was way before weed was – yeah, so, okay, there's still a window to possibly make this, A, and B, um, the story is definitely something you could turn into, like, a cinematic, um, you know, story. Uh, so, I wrote a comic book in <laughs> college, and it That's was kind of, shit. yeah, it was kind it. of comical, and first of all, let me just say, like, talking about having your own IP and stuff, um, this wasn't, like, my baby that, um, you know, some grand movie i want to make someday this was kind of just like a side story that i wrote in creative writing and then ended up illustrating it because for school and then it it did well and and dark horse wanted to pick it up and um i did other things with my career at the time so i kind of let it go and then a snowboard company um bought rights to all the graphics to put on snowboards so i have my whole all the comic graphics are on snowboards um that came out like 
15 plus years ago. So it kind of died after that. But anyway, um, chronic's like chronic, like chronic marijuana. <clears throat> That's where the name comes from. <laughs> so the story's pretty cool. Do you want me to give you the rundown? Yeah, give, us, okay. give us the rundown. Yeah, so basically um, it starts off in present day, which is really like uh, about 2020. So like now um, this guy – What comes, year was this when you When wrote I it? wrote it? Yeah. Uh, like 2002, 2003. So this is, this is you trying to imagine what the world yeah, will like be like future. in 20 years. Yeah, how but, accurate are you to the reality? But it, well, I didn't get that far into okay. the details. <laughs> basically, it's like um, the the present in the story is 2020, and then we go back in time and start having flashbacks. And I only wrote the first comic, but it's about how this uh, character Lou Alphonse—that's his name—he uh, <laughs> he is adopted by a Jamaican mother and raised with Jamaican brothers and um you know he's like the white Rastafarian kid okay that, uh, so that's like who he is in life and who he's become and the story is really about like him and his daily adventures like in high school like any other kid but on the side he has these superpowers and he's like saving the world one problem at a time but this is the origin comic of like how did he get his powers in the yeah. first place so long story short we we go back into well okay so this guy shows up at his door and the mom's like shocked to see this man, this man in a wheelchair. And he says, I'm here to see Luau. She brings her son to the door and uh, he says, you know, I knew your parents and I got to tell you like who you really are. And he pulls out a joint. <laughs> <laughs> wait but he's living with jamaicans he's already yeah, spoken but, weed. but we don't know at this point that marijuana has become fully illegal because it was used as uh warfare um to kill and wipe out eradicating like half the population of the world so they use marijuana um to uh basically take out the population because the, the problem is that the population gets too big they need to have a, a new way to um, you know, How does save it, the so world. So they like lace the marijuana with – Yeah. So basically <laughs> we go – he gets him high. So you're basically telling the Illuminati how to control <laughs> yeah. us yeah. if you're listening. Yes. Yes. They call it the, they call it the, ape, the, the outbreak of 420. So um, – <laughs> So basically, yeah, because they do it on 420, you know, like the, the date. That's when they release it into the public. So he gets him high. Uh, he said, oh, he, he pulls this joint out and he says, hey, smoke this. Um, and he, he's like, I can't. It, that'll kill you because in the future, everyone knows Everyone's that mar scared of the marijuana, marijuana will kill you. Yeah, he yeah. says, no, just trust me. So he blazes it. And he starts showing him his superpowers, like supervision, super hearing. And he goes through all his powers and shows him how he's like this super powerful. But he gets his power from getting high and the more high he gets the more, the more powerful, powerful he gets, he gets. <laughs> it's, like drunk, it's like drunken boxing <laughs> yeah so his suit is like made out of weed and a gas mask and like bongs <laughs> that like hook through tubes and like he's just keeping him high is a fuck you know so anyway um he says how am i how did i get like this and, he, and this is where we cut into the past and he says your parents were part of uh this research project set up by the government on the island of domer Department of Marijuana Department of Marijuana Engineering Research. Dumber. <laughs> he's out on this island and uh, he's a baby at the time, and they're trying to use marijuana to save the world because you can grow food faster and it gives you know um, energy and they're turning it into energy and food and it's supposed to save the planet. But uh, you know the bad guys, the the 
you know, elite evil corporations dark, or um, whatever. Type. Yeah, the Illuminati, yeah. let's say. They don't want that to happen because that's going to, you know, bring harmony to everything and they're going to lose their money. So they're like, instead, let's turn it into biological warfare and use it to wipe out half the population, thus getting the same result and saving the world. So the parents are doing their testing on their own baby, <laughs> and which is giving him superpowers. Uh, and he would have been in superpower, uh, you know, like a superhero. But uh, there's another scientist who um, is, kid- is taking the baby in and doing the reverse effects on the baby to try to turn it into biological warfare because it's not happening fast enough on the adult um, subjects. So it's yeah. like gets this baby and it doesn't do anything to the baby because all it's doing is reversing the baby's powers and making him back to neutral. So he's mad it's not working on the baby and then you know the parents aren't coming up with the cure fast enough and uh long story short um this bad scientist is in love with the mom and uh ends up killing the dad and they find out that the bad guys are you know going to turn it into biological warfare and so they try to get the message out and the four scientists, this guy named Skiffy, who's the guy that shows up at the door in the first oh, scene, the guy, the old goes guy, and gets yeah. the baby and gets him off the island in time. And then they blow up the island and kill the parents and wipe out any information. Wipe out all evidence. All, of all the, the evidence. Yeah. And then they release this plague and it kills all these people. In the meantime, uh, Skiffy takes the baby and drops him on the door of this Jamaican lady, who you find out later adopts him and that becomes his yeah, mom. Yeah. And then we hop to the present. And so, and then he shows back up at the door. That's yeah. Kind of like, yeah. So he shows up 20 years <laughs> later. Yeah. That's like, Harry like every, Potter like every Harry Potter superhero. Potter <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's like Harry Potter before Harry Potter. Like the Snape. mysterious child. Yeah. The Snape. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, you're the OG. They stole from yeah. you. I think they did. They might have. <laughs> you know? I think yeah. so that's a lawsuit, bro. Yeah. Do you have like copy? Like, I guess yeah. you do. Cause you yeah. sold the tech nine. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I was listening to Kevin Smith podcast while we're on this tangent really quick. I promise oh. we'll talk about video games eventually. Yeah, this, Kevin Smith does Chronic He does Chronic and Bluntman. Kevin Smith, he has a comic Chronic and Bluntman that Oh yeah, but actually it's different. It's like there was he's doing his podcast and like there's a section where like the audience can ask questions or whatever and he kinda of asks people about anyway, ask people about themselves. But some guy like came up asking him a question and he said that he asked him what he did, and he wrote a comic, and the exact same, like, kind of, like, premise is, like, chronics. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, it's a ninja, yeah. basically, and, like, whenever he smokes and gets high, then his powers get more powerful as well. Like, a very, very similar premise. I'm like, oh, Dang it. I no. want, no, but I'm like, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, snowboarding yeah. as well, and he saw your thing, and that's where he, because, like, this is Maybe. recent. This is yours yeah. is forever ago. Like, yeah. yours is so old. I don't know if it's, like, you know, how... The concept, you know. It's yeah, because like, when you showed me Chronics in the MTC, you were like, this is already old and dead. Yeah. yeah it was already... Honestly, if you don't come out with your idea, like, right away, someone already has. Okay. Like, yeah. And especially like, 20 years later. But the fact is, you could still take that story and adapt it to the screen just like anything. Yeah. And I think there's a you huge... You can flip it. Yeah. There's a huge demographic for uh, people who are promoting CBD and all that crap right now that, um, you know the awareness is a lot different than it was 20 years ago. I was thinking, cause my mom even said to me, she's like, is this something you really want to promote? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to think about it. Like, maybe I don't want that to be like my legacy. Is my like, legacy. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of let it fall through the cracks. I, I was thinking about doing like, yeah. you know, like if you made it a fan film, cause I'm always thinking like random, like small, like budget, like indie yeah. stuff that I can do with like my buddies who are like in the stunt industry. <laughs> 
And then I thought about doing like Chronics, like that'd be a cool original idea. Yeah, dude. But let's at the same time, but, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny. But then I like constantly think like you know my parents are hella Mormon. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> hmm, like how do I explain this yeah. project? <laughs> hey, talk closer to your mic. You know, it's so like we have to wait ten more years. Yeah, so it's like it's more normalized. Tell your parents. And, like, I think your parents deal. would be chill, man. You think, they think it's funny. Maybe I, I don't know. They both your parents. Like, I just well, like all my family's like super Mormon. So like it's like yeah. the one project I have to like keep Look, on a deal. They would never show like. It's, it's like I can't show my like little kids like because all my family's like oh like my kids love your videos love your, yeah your YouTube channel. <laughs> like how do I explain that to them like hmm yeah. but the idea is like dope I actually think the idea is it's like, a really parody, cool it's a parody idea. and you're cashing in on it just yeah, like anyone and it's else like, is super hyped right now like and I almost don't overhyped, I don't like, think the, it's necessarily promoting marijuana as much as making fun of it yeah it's and kind it's of like a, any superhero story you know like yeah, it's um, a parody <clears> on everything well you could make fun of all aspects. You could poke fun at all the negative aspects in the boat. Like, just, you know, we all know potheads of different types. Yeah. Right? There's the there's the white... When you said he was a white kid raised by Jamaicans, I'm like, oh, I know the white <laughs> yeah. suburban kids yeah. that wish they were black. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were like... They were into Bob Marley yeah. dreadlocks, yeah. and they, they were like, dude, you're from Wisconsin, bro. Right. Just <laughs> See, that was going to be part of it, too, because yeah. it, it's really based in, like your day-to-day him and his brother at school like just being your regular kids getting in trouble but then on the side skiffy keeps showing up putting the chronic suit on him getting him high and he goes off and saves and like, has him like save something yeah, yeah yeah all these different world problems that he addresses it's kind of like the yeah. persona series too whereas like spider-man at, too you yeah, know? At yeah, night, yeah like you have you you have to live this double life you yeah. have to manage being a superhero and a regular person that's part of spider-man you as can well. find a yeah. way to do it in the vein of like kick-ass yeah like, with that tone but like obviously like yeah. not yeah, exactly it's true. Like Kick-Ass is a good uh, example. And it relates like, to comedy, it a comedy, but it's dark. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like more maybe, mature themed. Yeah, he has like insecurities like in his daily life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, you know, he blazes it. And... But he blazes, <laughs> yeah. blazes and becomes Superman. And like, of course, what do you think his weakness is? Delicious snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so like... So, so like people yeah, tempt like him? Yeah, like he's on the way to this one mission, you know, and they... They distract him with... No, he's he like... He goes past the bakery and smells This is where Todd comes in, because we need some parkour ninja, like, flipping around with a bong, like, throughout the city rooftops, and then he's like... <laughs> smells a pot. You know, he's like... <laughs> So he goes and he eats this delicious pie and then he like does his next flip and doesn't even make it like halfway and just <laughs> hits the ground because he's all like coming down and he's yeah. got, you know, he's tired now. Yeah. And Skiffy shows up and he's like, I told you. I, <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was so delicious. You know, makes, so. <laughs> makes kick ass with pineapple express. Yeah. Then. yeah. Or, yeah. or, or, uh, pro- or he could like, uh, just forget where he's That's going, so get distracted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he's con- <laughs> yeah. Skiffy has to constantly remind him, like, this is where you're fucking going. He's like his well, outfit. No, like, Come on, you yeah. can't. No, don't go there. No, don't go in that store. No, 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 no. We're out of time. No, he's no, like no. A <laughs> smirky, smirky, like Alfred for him. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like an Alfred type character. <clears throat> like he shows up to the big boss, you know? And he's like about to save the day, and the guy like pulls out like a Krispy Kreme donut. Like, he's like, <gasps> or his, his that could even be like you could go as hardcore as Scott Pilgrim, like make it really Dude, that'd be yeah. awesome. Campy, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, that movie is a, a classic. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. See, this is all stuff I thought about. Is like, do we make it dark? Do we make it funny? We I don't want to go like teen comedy funny like, yeah yeah like i i want to keep it somewhat in reality and it's hard to do that with the subject you know what i mean so maybe it's like not so funny 
and it's a little darker, yeah. I think would be more interesting. But I haven't really developed it past that first. Um, that first. So you did one comic book? Yeah. Book? And then I was I worked on so many films since then, and I've seen so many pitches and so many amazing stories that it kind of, you know, just fell away. And, you know, to bring it back would probably take teaming up with someone who does know how to write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then yeah. I could help visualize it. You could it help visualize and, it. Yeah. 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 And spearhead so, it. Yeah. When, when did you first start getting into art? Were you always drawing as a kid? Yeah, I started when I was a kid, and um, I got kind of like a lucky streak. I won a bunch of contests that were like national contests and stuff when I was really little, and I think it kind of like boosted me. So did um, you, from the get-go, already have a knack for it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah you, you picked naturally it up good. faster yeah. than other kids? Yeah, when I was a little kid, I drew a lot. Our family moved a lot, and um, you know, I just was always at new schools, and I think you know that kept me drawing a lot. And um, Were you self-taught? Yeah, I mean, as a child, I started off being, and then I did take some classes here and there, um, just like, you know, like a painting class in middle school or something like that, or like a sculpture class, and then, but yeah, I didn't really learn, yeah, actually, funny thing, comic books um, are such a huge part of uh, film now. When I was a kid, comic books were just such a part of my daily life. You know, we, you guys were probably like collecting the comic books and the cards and trading them with your Dude, friends I only got and, them. and drawing. You know what? They don't have this anymore. I only ever bought comic books at gas stations. Do you remember gas stations? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You guys remember that? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? What? Gas Where stations? Is gas station? <laughs> Every gas station yeah. had comic books. Back in really? the day. Back I think in there the was day. a time they had remember. the little spinners where it was like yeah. they were yeah. like on each side. And, and they would and they would have the big ones like Iron Man, Spider-Man, yeah. Superman, Batman. And it would always be like old, like things that had been out for a while. But – we, there was never a comic book store, at least I remember not, growing up not around, around here. here. I think so that's why I was like super, I was super into them. You probably read them though, right? You were into reading them, or just yeah, like I had it. a few. I think we got them from like Toys R Us or Media Play. Yeah, back in the day, I was just really into drawing from the stuff I was looking yeah. at in the comics. I that read would inspire them, but me. I also yeah. tried to because. Uh, Jim Lee, he yeah. was like yep. his style back in the day was yep. like oh Jim Lee everything. The way he his proportions were so exaggerated but cool. Yeah. And the women were hot as shit. Yeah. The dudes were just jacked. Yeah. Like the really hard, dark lines. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Inking. Yeah. Inking, yeah. So, yeah, I got huge into comics, um, which is funny because I ended up working on a lot of these uh, movies that were based on these comics I loved as a kid. Yeah. And toy, fran- Mike, by the way. and toy franchises, yeah. like Ninja Turtles and stuff. I was obsessed with that as we'll a kid. We'll get to that. That's yeah. going to be a big part of it. Yeah. Because we all love turtles growing up. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's oh, where I yeah. started. You know, back in the day with comic books, that's really what led. And then, you know, eventually went to art school um, for painting and sculpting. And then uh, at some point went back to grad school for 3D and digital painting. Was there any games when you were little that struck you just artistically as the style that you feel like inspired you? Oh, yeah. Um, So Mortal Kombat was huge for me as a kid and a lot of it had to do with just simply the character design and they were kind of comic book-esque um but yeah i I loved that game i used to save my quarters and go to the pizza hut (laughs) and go play it and lose badly to like the older kids (laughs) that would do the fatality on me yeah and then everyone's like oh shit dude the glory days of the arcade i do kind of miss that where the arcade was the place people hung out. Yeah. And there was like a social economy. Smells like pizza. There were the guys that were good. Sweat. And then you would watch the older yeah. kids throw down on Street Fighter Mortal Kombat. You come and put your token up. Yeah, you're nice. exactly. <laughs> you put your place and cross your arms like, what's up? I challenge you. 
Yeah, yeah that, I, I kind of missed that. They I had, missed like, that. Chuck well, E. Know, Cheese was the only place I could oh, think yeah. of. Yeah. Like, Chuck E. Cheese or like Trafalgar. Yeah, Trafalgar. Or where we live, at least. It was Traf- a good one. There was the mall. Just when the, oh, yeah, the mall had a good arcade. You know, it's funny you say that, though, because we just got one of those mini uh, Super Nintendos. And it has all the Mortal Kombat's on oh, it. Oh, nice! And I was playing it, and my wife was uh, like, "I feel like we're like at like a Pizza Hut back in the day." I was like, "Right?" <laughs> yeah, because she remembers the noises. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Get over here! Get over here! <laughs> Finish him! <laughs> Flaw! Superb! <laughs> Flawless victory! Yeah, yeah, dude. The, and the Mortal Kombat. Speaking of movies, the original Mortal Kombat movie is it's terrible. Not, I it's watched not it recently. That bad though, like, but it's a good terrible. Yeah. It aged. Campy. It aged like Army of Darkness to me, like a good cheesy <laughs> yeah. campy. That's funny. true. It is super. Oh, that's true, dude. This, the it, fight it cheesy comedy. It's yeah, pretty dude, cheesy. I don't yeah, know how much. I don't remember anymore. how much you remember, <laughs> but go and rewatch the fight between Johnny Cage and, and Scorpion. Scorpion. I actually did. Dude, it's just so bad. Just yeah, it's, it's that not recently. good. Yeah, like, there's. Yeah, there's one way like, he does a double. Really? He does a double front. Scorpion does like a double front flip. One way, all of a sudden he like lands facing the other way, like he came out of a backflip. Yes. Like, like, yeah. How did they think that was going to match? Yeah. Or the editor? They were in a hurry. Yeah. That's right. It's not. But I remember back in the day, though. Like I thought it was like, good as a kid, knowing that two was actually bad, like really, really yeah. bad. But one was like, oh, like for a video game movie, like that was like one of the better ones. In yeah. The yeah. One of the better ones. And dude, that theme song. There's a movie that made that song popular, right? Yeah, like, that I wasn't think a so. thing before. I, I don't remember it before the movie. Okay, okay. yeah, six. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna be on your ass about the mic because it makes it so hard in post to fix if you're far away. Yeah, Todd. Sorry, man. Yeah. Anyway, Mortal <laughs> Kombat. Did you? Uh, so well, that was like my original jam back as a kid. Um, what's interesting about art style? Is, yeah. Uh, you being an artist, that game used all digitized graphics. It wasn't sprite work. It was. Like images yeah. people, that they right? Put they, yeah. yeah, pixelized. It um, and a lot of photo reference and stuff too, which is funny. How when you look back, you can see how much they're implementing like actual photography and like film, like footage yeah. that they're compositing together to get that. But yeah, I was obsessed with that game and Donkey Kong, of course. Donkey Kong Country. Yes. Yeah. Both. Yeah. So Donkey Kong Country, and then you know through high school, the the big ones were like um, Goldeneye. Like that was the first. <laughs> You know, first-person shooter game that, that really kind of took over. And um, another that's the thing is, like, I sucked so bad at it that every time I played anyone, I always lost so quickly that uh, my frustration kind of kept me from wanting to even get good at it. So <laughs> yeah, just, that's why I don't play first-person shooters yeah, now anymore. It's like, yeah, like, you're getting your butt kicked by a bunch of, like, eight-year-olds yeah. who are, like, cussing you out. Like, oh, man, like, it's <laughs> so degrading after a while. I have nothing to do but come home from school and fuck people up on my <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, all right. You're, you're good. Screw I get it. You, screw, screw you, you and your I'm job, done. old man. <laughs> you right. and your family. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I fragged you, bitch. You're like, God, this hurts my heart. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting crying by it? this child. Yeah. Just stop being so mean, please. <laughs> I just want to play. Yeah, my kid now, who's seven, is obsessed with Fortnite. Oh, um, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, so we're actually putting a Fortnite room in our new house. Oh, um, nice. Where you can have double screen, so you can have one console hooked to each monitor. Oh, cool, so you can, like, Because you can't play two-player yeah. unless yeah. you're logged into the same, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, server, I guess. Well, there's a hundred people that are fighting in one yeah, um, game. Single yeah, game, I fight, guess. like yeah. a battle royale or whatever. whatever arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can log into the same one and be in the same world, but it has to be on separate consoles. So. <clears throat> okay, so you yeah. I saw two... this idea is like you put two screens, you know, one above the other, and just have a console and then two player, and you can play at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That'd be way fun. I'm gonna call it the Fortnite room. The Fortnite yeah. room. Yeah, that super game stoked. Yeah. is that game making money up. hand over oh, fist. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, hand like over freaking. Fist. You heard of the guy like Ninja? Yeah, he's yeah. like the orange hair. Yeah, he's actually he like crazy on the box. For yeah, like the toys. He has like he's stuff. like a sponsored Red Bull athlete, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Red Bull athlete. He's like he makes like millions of dollars just from like streaming. Yeah, and, like that's not even like his brand deal. Is probably, he, I don't know much you know? about that scene. Is he like he's com- is he competitively huge. the best? Like, does he win all the no, tournaments? No, not no. He's not even. I wouldn't say he's the best. He's just like he's one of the, he's good, but the he's first like first to get really big. His personality, he's a stream, makes... yeah, he's more of a personality. Okay. He's an e-gamer, like streamer. So know, this Twitch is what streamer. I've noticed, and not to sidetrack, but like I'm teaching film uh, design classes to these kids, and they're in their twenties, um, so like millennials, and uh, a lot of them haven't seen some of these huge movies that should should be on your. Like a you hallmark know, of kind of like yeah. aliens, James Cameron like aliens, your homework or, to or like the Predator, yeah, and aliens. you're going to try to design creatures, but you've never even seen these movies, and it's because they just play video games. That's like their that's their thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's their uh, childhood, if you want to, call, you know. And then my kid is like, we've moved on now to just watching YouTube of other people playing video games. <laughs> that's where we're at, and that's what he wants to dude, do. That's where Mike. He dude, just wants to look at other people yeah. play video games, but like only like. One minute, two minute, you know, uh, Short shorts pages. of it. Yeah, and his brain is just so. Um, Dude, I think that's developed ADD. Yeah, and what's next? That, I have know? that. Yeah. Actually, I feel like I have that. Swift Do you bike. feel like you can't watch a movie without being on your phone at the same time and like looking at it? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Do you have that? I don't no. have that. No, I, I don't like, have it I'm at all. super against that, but I notice like everybody else in the room, even while a movie is on, they're still on their phone. If I like it, like if I'm casually watching something with my wife, I'm not really like, – yeah. she's watching fucking Friends or again or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'll be on my phone. I just yeah, well, that's understandable. Yeah, if I'm yeah. like into like <laughs> But you have kids. Movie. You have kids and yeah. when they um, – like for my kid, when it's time to come off of a device, he's been on the iPad or the phone. It can it's be like, a meltdown. It's like, what do we do? We put him in front of a movie because that's like a step down, which is oh, still technically because yeah, yeah. even that makes him bored now. You know, he feels like when you it's say boring. about watching other kids game, my kids don't do that. But on top, better more more so than movies, whether it's like. Disney's Frozen 2, who knows how much money they spent on making that appealing yeah. to the kids. They like watching kids play with toys on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Out of everything they can choose from. I'm like, you got Frozen, you got all these awesome movies, you got video games you can play, like, and they call it Red Box because the YouTube logo or whatever. I want to watch the Red Box and they'll the pick, like, they'll just pick, like, little kids playing with toys and they'll just sit and watch. When I was a kid and we told each other mama jokes, one of mine was, your family's so poor for Christmas, your mom got you a video of other kids playing with toys. Which is now like a really good present. (laughs) It was funny though. Like I just had a thought. I bag on that too. Like all these people watching, like you know, other gamers play video games and stuff. I I mean, I get the appeal, and I still kind of make fun of it sometimes. Or like little kids watching other kids play games. But then there's me watching other like filmmakers play with gear and toys (laughs) that I can't afford anyway. Or uh, that's true. You know, like yeah. I'll totally watch it's it. It's like if that's what you do and you're good at it and watching other people do it, that's kind of I can see that. Like I'll, a watch learning experience. I'll watch drummers yeah. play drums online all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, it falls in the same vein, but like. It's probably kind of similar. You know? yeah. I just think that my kids, like, they would rather watch kids play with toys than play with actual toys. Yeah. And that's the problem with, like, a lot of things. Like, it kind of you know, freaks me out a yeah. little bit. Because then you run into problems <laughs> like that with, like, people maybe like me or us. Like, yeah. You spend more time watching people making films than actually making them, yeah. or watching people yeah, drawing instead yeah. of drawing. Like you get, fall in that get, loop, it can get out of balance. Yeah, yeah. you know, like you find more time like 
feel like you you end up spending more time in the process of like ingesting so you know, this stuff instead of like you know actually you're hitting like a stuff. nail on the head with what my kid's going through a little bit is that um he's mentioned this and i've read about it is that uh you pick something any sport or specialty or anything that takes talent and you can get on youtube and see like an eight-year-old that's like that's amazing world class <clears throat> yeah and then you <laughs> never want to try. turn them off <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, so little kids it. see that and then they just don't even want to try whereas like we were kids what's the point yeah yeah i mean if like you were the young version of you the little version of you seeing like the older version of todd out there doing like parkour you would probably not want to try you know yeah. because they're so good and then, you know, or like if you saw little kids doing stuff. Because it makes you feel true. like yeah. I can never catch up. Yeah. I'll never catch <laughs> yeah. up. That's yeah. actually exactly why I quit. <laughs> all, these, all these dumb little 10-year-olds. Yeah. Not yeah. dumb, but dumb in a strangely jealous way. But, you know, yeah. like, you have like these like little 10-year-olds hucking like yeah. triple foals, you know, yeah. off of like a 10-foot drop to concrete. And like, uh, it's like, that's what I have to do it's now to keep up. It's across the board, too. <laughs> so it's like, like music. Just, everything um, and, and artists. Yeah. There's little kids that um, are, well, they're teenagers that have just learned everything online. And they're, like, doing things with these programs that these veteran artists, like, barely can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's true. So they're all, like, self-taught. We're uh, watching tutorials online. We're about to face, like, a future of, like, I, I don't really know, you know, what it's going to be. But, like, kids are going to just keep excelling. That's happening... Know? I mean, in sports too. Like, uh, I was listening to an MMA, MMA podcast. The same thing. Like, Wave One when it was first UFC was first coming out, it was just like you had all these different schools of thought when fighting, but no one had really tested it. Yeah. So they come together. Then you have Wave Two, which is basically like guys who are tough, kids who grew up wrestling, and it's just those guys are mm. the best. Now we're in Wave Three and Four, where it's kids who have been doing all the different training, ground, stand up, all from day They're one. All as pretty well kid. rounded, and they can do th- like there's just no way. And they probably played video games, and they did. Which, <laughs> you of video games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this might this might um, it could be good for choreography for fights. Max Holloway, who just lost the belt, but he was the 145 pound champ for like a while. He's considered one of the best in the weight class. His first seven fights in the UFC which is a lot of fights, even to get to the UFC in the first place. Up to that point, he never had a striking coach. He played the UFC video game <laughs> really? and learned combos from the video game. Oh. And it's not until he lost to Conor McGregor, after that he hired a striking coach. But he, that's how far he got. See, just this from is, playing a video this game. This is exactly what I'm talking about where like uh, the <laughs> kids so, see the stuff and they're scared so of it. They don't want to try because yeah. they're too good. Or they, they embrace the it. They yes. embrace it and they get they way freaks. better. Yeah, yeah. so... The future is really going to be like, who's the best at driving this robot, this drone, or this gun? Because kids that played shooter games, for example, yeah, like I've heard you know stories of uh, paintball tournaments where it's like a team of Tom Clancy players versus like Navy, you know, and they win. The Tom Clancy players fuck yes, them up. Yes, they yeah. win because they are <laughs> so badass. good at their game. Yeah, and the same with the pilots, the kids that are like eighteen that fly the drones can outfly any pilot. Just but you know, sitting there and so Some that's of those drone pilot yeah. kids are nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I had a I had an airline pilot on Mike Rushforth, shout out to him, like episode twelve or thirteen. And he was saying the flight simulators, like the nerds that get into flight simulators, they're ready to fly. Yeah. For the most part. He he was actually he's working on a um like a business idea, basically like go through his like unofficial program where they 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 like walk you through flight simulator yeah. actual pilots then when you get to flight school you're basically already ready 
Yeah. And you can just take an advance. Yeah. They offer advanced flight school options. It's crazy. And uh, it's all from Flight Singer, and they, they have like actual nerds that will pretend to be <laughs> actual nerds. I'm sorry. They just have dudes who are, who are so. He was so he's balls deep into flights and he plays those military like Arma Three yeah. Escape from Tarkov. He plays with like real Navy SEALs. They'll play these like simulation games, but they also have people who will simulate aircraft towers for you as well. And it's all community based, so you can link your Microsoft Flight Simulator game to like a, someone who's pretending and acting like an actual real wow. aircraft tower, and you'll learn all the, the commands and how to communicate back and forth. And that's like what he's saying is like. Dude, kids now are coming into flight school and they're ready to fly. They just have to go through the yeah. motion. Have you have you seen Ender's Game or read it? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I love that. It's yeah. kind of like it was written way before its time, where this kid's so good at that game, but he's the only one that can save humankind. Save by, the human plan. And he, by being and he a video he's game player. The game. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Reveal, yeah, yeah. yeah, and one thing too, I, I I wanted to mention when we were talking about this with the whole drone versus pilot thing. Um, so. Uh, once in a while, you know, the military, the weapons department will hire Hollywood artists to design things um, simply so they can get the just to get ideas? The budget, you know, because it, yeah. it's just and like any business. Art, There's a competition between the different weapon companies and they're all uh, pitching to the government and whichever one gets the contract. So they're doing the same thing. They're showing like pitch illustration works to try to like get them excited and, and give them the money. Oh. So there was a time when um, the last manned aircraft that's still being produced is the F-18, I believe. I could be off. It might be the F-19. I don't even know if that's a real one, but F-18. I don't know enough about planes. So <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the best man, uh, manned aircraft that the military has, but they want to stop making them. And just spend all their money drones. making drones. And yeah. a big part of that is because to house a human inside an aircraft makes it like 20 times as expensive mm. as just having something that and flies weight, and drops. And yeah, yeah, everything. Uh, everything that goes into Goes around up. keeping yeah. this person alive. So they're, tr- they're trying to pitch, let's just make all drones. And then, of course, the uh, backlash on that is that like we can't put all the power of the army into something that is... Uh, Unmanned. So what if vulnerable to yeah. be hacked, yeah, and then yeah, they have yeah. control That's of everything. True, yeah. So we have to make a certain amount of manned ships too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that comes from like a sci-fi movie, like this whole just in case. But really, that's why. <laughs> and <laughs> so they came to us, and they're like, "We need you guys to design some cool skins that they put on the jets, like just basically graphics wraps that they would put on these jets that already exist. They want to pitch that to." the defense company and say, we want the money for this to keep making as many manned aircraft as possible. And so they're not just drones. Mm. And of course it's not really going to matter how you paint them and what you put on them as a skin. It's still the same jet. It's still Uh, the same technology. Yeah. The same performance. And they haven't really spent more on making better technology for manned aircraft. They're only increasing the technology for drones. And so this Mm. is already starting like, and this was 10 years ago. And so I was thinking at the time, like, wow, this is and then there's another project, and I'll just jump on this real quick since I'm on this. Um, the Obama announced one time that he wanted to make a real Iron Man suit. And I don't know if anyone remembers that. I do vaguely yeah, remember. People thought he might be kidding. So they're using this defense uh, company to build an actual suit. And, of course, what it is, it's got to be an armored suit that has a built-in exoskeleton that can give you, you know, extra strength and endurance and stuff, but also be nimble enough to go into, like, urban areas and roll if you have to or squeeze through doors. So they can't fit this exoskeleton (laughs) through a door. 
It looks retarded. Um, the, <laughs> the battery is so big to power it yeah. that it just becomes like a giant backpack. And so they're just like, let's go to Hollywood and hire the company that designed Iron Man to work with the engineers to design something that could do all these things. Yeah. So we're facing problems like, you know, when you lift the arm up, you're exposing so the power. Arm, how do you power the armpit? Yeah. So that they're trying to figure out ways to put more than one, you know, multiple batteries in different areas of the suit to reduce size. Mm. Um, Plates that slide for one, one, the armpit is the most vulnerable spot. So when you lift to shoot the gun, how are we going to bulletproof? So we have to yeah. come up with all these problems and solve them. And we actually designed this thing. And uh, it, I don't know what ever happened to it because I'm not allowed to but know. That's just interesting that, <laughs> it's just interesting yeah. that that's even allowed? going on yeah. in the first place. Yeah. yeah, but at least it was telling me Obama wasn't kidding. Like they really did have a huge amount of money to spend They put some money on. towards that. Yeah. What's it, have you seen the guy that's made – the actual Iron Man the jet, yeah. jet suit. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. cool. I want to try That's that so crazy. bad. That looks so Some fun. Some crazy asshole's like, I'm going to do it. He's the real Stark. That's the real Stark. <laughs> the dude from... Should lock him in a cave and see yeah, what he The dude from Mythbusters happens. made a video on YouTube. And he got a, a guy basically, or maybe he made it himself, and gave, put it on the guy who invented the jet suit. But he made an actual Iron Man, like working Iron Man... Like, like armored. Armor yeah. for him to wow. wear. So he like... So it looks like so Iron Man. So it looks Man. like Iron yeah, Man yeah. while he's doing it. It's That's pretty awesome. badass. Well, I saw a leaked photo, but who knows where it's like Chinese soldiers that they're already putting the jetpacks on. So they're like flying through the yeah. flying through the air That's with crazy. machine guns and jetpacks. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Well, they have a jetpack. Real jet life pack. Mandalorian stuff yeah. now. Well, I, I, a jetpack <laughs> sounds feasible. I mean, there's a guy on YouTube that yeah. made his yeah. own jetpack. So, of course, that sounds totally feasible. Of course, China's like, we need all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We'll take one billion, please. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. need money? We got yeah. lots of that yeah. too. We'll make them here too. <laughs> yeah. And we'll make them. Yeah. Make and them we'll steal the technology and then we'll make it ourselves. Some yeah. 10 year old's going to make yeah. it actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, China kind of scares me. <laughs> and all the stories you told yeah. me haven't helped at all. Yeah. Well, living there is definitely. Um, an eye opener because I feel like everything that everyone tells me all the time about China is like the opposite of the truth because they just read it somewhere and I'm like actually yeah I went there that just, yeah. yeah 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 I mean you guys both been there maybe yeah maybe. but just what's what I found is anecdotally not not online but just in people that I trust that I talk to that are involved in some industries right you're involved in the film concept yeah. industry friends that are involved in real estate friends that are involved in marketing. All these different ways, and they're all, there's a similar theme. We're being infiltrated by Chinese money. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I'm like, yeah. all these different people I know in completely separate industries yeah. are all telling me stories about how Chinese money is coming in and mo- making moves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so what the hell? I wanted to be a translator for a little while and actually stop doing art. Um, to focus solely on that and then got burnt out on it and had relative success and loved it and enjoyed it. But then I kind of went out of that. Um, but now in film, suddenly, uh, there's all this opportunity for speaking oh, you Chinese. You wanted to be like a liaison between, yeah, oh, yeah, between yeah, China. Yeah, but then that. you said, they yeah. don't want efficient communication they want to spread they want that chinese money baby (laughs) (laughs) he knows everything yeah so that's no yeah yeah. so um now that uh i don't know if the it's still 80 percent, but like a year or two ago it was 80 percent of all the money being invested into hollywood was coming from china and so what that gives them is um 
you know, the authority to pull certain strings, like if they want to change an aspect of the script to be more or less um, Chinese favorable to, Chinese. to yeah. Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. any political thing. Yeah, they try to yeah. censor yeah. as yeah. much as they So now they're can. starting to have control over things that they didn't used to have control over, and you'd be surprised like how much influence these movies have on, on generations, yeah. right? And yeah. so they're now sort of pulling strings they never were before. And it was like one of the strongholds I would say that like the West or America had was Hollywood. And now that's kind of been taken. They're and so Hollywood. In yeah. The next and then years. they're also building their own Hollywood. And if I come in learning everything yeah. to take it back yeah. and then at some point it just phase us yeah, out. And they don't yeah. really need our demographic. If they make a movie like it, does amazing over here still we not need gonna everyone the wants surface, their demographic yeah. like every Hollywood yeah. movie shooting yeah. to get their stuff yeah. Up, yeah. put in everyone wants it's that billion dollars you know like would you would you buy into a, like a level of like so all Chinese money from what I understand is somehow loosely connected to the government yeah totally right? so they decide the contracts yes. of what movies they're gonna allow to be shown in China and do you think through the, the government, government is consciously do you think the chinese government is consciously like okay we want to undermine american culture these are the things we want to slip into media or is that taking it too far and they're just like we just want to take maybe over it's not so dubious and it's just about money really <laughs> that, that's what the they just want to hold the market money money that's yeah. it yep and so um but on the bright side of that and this is what i've always thought is that like for a westerner American here to get a bunch of investors or philanthropists or studios to back their idea is like really a long shot. But just like we've been talking about streaming funding, and everything. Well, China is similar to that. They have a, you know, a huge amount of upper middle class now, or even upper class that has all this money suddenly that they want to invest in the art and they want to do philanthropy. And then, Maybe they don't just want to make Chinese movies, and they want to make something yeah. for an American demographic. Or they want to own yeah. a bunch of American property on. Well, the coast you could technically go over yeah. there and get something greenlit, yeah, um, that you wouldn't be able to over here. Which is exci- It's very exciting to me because, like, some of the ideas I have, I think it'd be a lot easier to pitch them um, and get Chinese. Money. You might get the money, the funding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They got so much of it. They're just laying it around. Gay won't need a chin. <laughs> yeah, I worked on this like independent film. And that's where they got their money was like some like pastor in like China who wanted to be a filmmaker, yeah. <laughs> you know. So like the way they do it is just like by investing into like these indies yeah. or lower budget or maybe big budget stuff, yeah. you know, all sorts of stuff. Because at the end of the day, I think people with money get to a point where like they want to do something with it. And, yeah, what's, um, what's a million dollars? Something to like me philanthropy, or like for in, something small. Yeah, they're um, influencing culture. That's like like a power move, and, it, and yeah. they feel really good about it, and like you know. It's not just about making money or, you know, it's not supposed to be. Yeah. They just want to do something. Yeah. Artistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I would be the same way. Like if, if I, I can imagine myself, oh, I just, I just got gifted $200 billion, right? Endless money. I could never spend it. I would definitely like try to make a video game or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Gonna, what am I going to do? Sit like, around why, and jack yeah, off? Yeah, like, like why not? I got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> like I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You feel obligated almost, I would say. Yeah, I'd be bored. Yeah. And then, yeah, I would definitely feel, I think, eventually a pull to, well, not only do I need to do something, but I need to do something good for the yeah. world. Because otherwise... Like, Leave maybe, your mark, yeah. make make an impression. That's why, like, uh, what's his face? Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. He's always spends all his time and money on child trafficking. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. saving girls yeah. from sex trafficking. Yeah. I'm like, 
what better thing could you ask yeah. for a celebrity to, to yeah. spend their time on? Yeah. Or even Kim Kardashian is like spending all this time getting people out of jail who have been wrongly convicted and she'll take on cases and pay for the lawyers to investigate and show with new DNA. He actually didn't rape this girl. He actually didn't kill this person. And she's gotten like 30 people, something like 30 people released from prison. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. After I heard that, I'm like, yeah, I still make fun of the Kardashians, but... I don't want to get into the incarceration problem, but that's definitely like some... An issue? We could have a whole podcast about (laughs) it, but I was going to say, as far as uh, having an obligation to do something... If you're that wealthy or a celebrity, you know who I keep hearing more and more about is Keanu Reeves. You guys know all <laughs> yeah. the... How he just goes around like feeding homeless people. He's like the oh, nicest dude in the world. So dogs for like, a second, because I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say something like evil. Like he's no, no, no. He's, he's like I'm the like, internet no, not my hero. Right he's like dude, the closest thing him. to Jesus, basically. Like, yeah, that's, everyone and that's thinks a meme that online. Yeah. people are like he's basically Jesus. He's a, he's yeah. a vampire. Is another one. Like yeah. he's like he doesn't age. He he just is like nice to everybody. He. He wants to, you know, take the bus and like fly. And we'll get back to video games. Down to Earth. <laughs> I, can, I can connect this to video games. He's going to be in the new Cyberpunk video game. He is, yeah. And uh, I heard he, he just, came out, dude. He was like all about it. Speaking dude. about that, he, being like Jesus, he he approached them. I think that's what he said. He's <laughs> like, dude, I think this stuff is dope. Can I be in Cyberpunk? And they were like, yeah, <laughs> please, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> Well, also in Fortnite, you know how they have characters that you know are from outside franchises. Yeah, they like have like Hopper. stuff with like yeah, Marvel. You, I know you they can have, be like... John Wick, who is um, he? He can't in Fortnite? Die. He's like immortal. You can be John Wick. <laughs> yeah. So, so shit, all the little so kids cool. think John Wick is like the the shit. And my that's kid, that's my the kid. smartest like PR like marketing. Yeah. He's genius. He's also releasing Matrix and John Wick Four on the same day. Yeah, I heard which about I think that. is genius as too. Oh. He did. He's kind of. He's kind of like the Rock. He's like, "Fuck you, system." Yeah, he's had. Yeah, I do what I want. I'm. He's also had a renaissance though. Like, because like before a while there, he's like pretty like after the Matrix. He was kind of. He kind of laid low a little bit. Yeah, but only like I say in the last like five years since John Wick came back up. I think he's kind of like it's helped. He's like he's like brought his career back up to like he's more in the limelight again and. Yeah, he's not the best at. you know, like emoting certain types. He's very like monotone. Yeah, um, that's because he's zen out. He's yeah, Jesus. so people would almost make fun of that, and now yeah. it's like become full circle, and that's like he's. But uh, he's just such a nice dude. Yeah. Like you want to just like support anything he does. Yeah, you know, just because he nice seems guy. like he's, I don't know, maybe he's a fucking asshole, <laughs> no, but he seems not. like, like a, he seems like a genuinely good no, dude. No, he really. So you know, the rumor is, or that you know, I've had friends who. Um, actually did work on the matrix and you hear about how all the money that he earned he gave it to the artists was oh, that the legit? show yeah i snoped he that. really did yeah he he said that technically he bought him cars and stuff he, like, yeah it was like under the books and his, he took a pay cut to give more budget to the special yeah. effects yeah someone mm-hmm. asked him like did you give all your money to the special effects team and he's like not real not technically no. Yeah, and he's not doing it because he wants any recognition. Yeah. He's almost trying to keep it out of the yeah, line. His response yeah. is like, well, he gets te- really yeah. technically no. I it. just I, I agreed to do the movie for less money so they could allocate yeah. more money. He to probably the... like had to say that. Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> so no, he, he yeah, really he, did. He, this he one, didn't want to talk yeah, about it. This one yeah. artist that I know, he was like, yeah, he like gave us money, he'd, like buy us stuff, you know, for the whole department. But so my kid's obsessed with John Wick, and uh, that's why my hair is long right now. Because he says it looks like John Wick and he thinks it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's where it all started. That's where it all started. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, John Wick 
came. Because how many kids are gonna know John Wick? Like, unless they did that. Yeah. Like that's genius. Yeah. Like, Anything put it you into put like in a yeah. Yeah. Because like most people who know John Wick are gonna be like probably at least 16, Did 17. Did you watch number three yet? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. They've all been entertaining. I like number good. three. I think number one overall is still the best because it came out of nowhere. It's the yeah. best story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did think that uh, the hallway scene with the knives <laughs> that one. in number three, do you remember that? They're like throwing knives, but it, they're like bouncing on all of them are sticking. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was awesome. Pretty, yeah, it was so fun. I get a little bit exhausted um, by overaction. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's done, <laughs> so you were tired by the end of yeah, because my yeah, brain is having to process yeah. like faster when it's action, and that movie is just like nonstop one shot of action for yeah. like three hours, and I basically like it puts me to sleep almost. Like I need like a break for a second, yeah. like with some dialogue. So, yeah, John Wick one had a better balance. Yeah, it makes exactly. each action scene more memorable yeah. or more it's, impactful. It's, yes, you know, because yes. like you set it up, you know, you get a break. You give the audience time to breathe a little bit, and all of a sudden it comes back. Like, okay, you're like you said, you're look. You're look kind take of me to dinner your... first, at least. That's how I feel about uh, hardcore Henry. I say the this same about way. hardcore music. Mm. Yeah, it's like if it's screaming the whole time, it has no. You just get numb. Yeah, but if there's one spot where it hits, yeah. and it's like then you're like, oh I, yes. Okay, so <laughs> I have some good friends that do music and art, and it's across the board with either food or clothing or armor design or. Um, music is you need um, broad strokes or um, areas of rest. Yes. So when you look at something and it's super technical and your eyes are like every aspect of this character is super detailed, it's actually not a good design. Yeah. Yeah, You need areas of rest where your eye can stop for a second and then move to the next shot of detail. And same with music when there's a a breakdown or a buildup or like when the verse – can calm down and then get crazy in the chorus. Yeah, yeah. It's like you need those to, and I, you know, same with food and same with with anything. And then John Wick Three was kind of just like just too much. Action. Just eat it. Just take it. You yeah, know? Just like, bend over. Yeah, we're giving it to you. <laughs> you're gonna watch it and you're gonna like it. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the the section with the girl, Halle, Halle Berry. Berry. Halle yeah. Berry. She didn't. I mean, whatever. She's hot. She's cool. That but, was an area of rest. You know, in, in the script where you could kind of like breathe Slow for a second. For a second. And yeah. Then they get in this yeah. giant firefight. I did like how she used her dogs. That was as part cool. of that it. Was, yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty dope. <laughs> I I feel kind of kind of I don't know how I mean, how much I can say, but I have some friends who worked on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, nice! <laughs> and they're rehearsing the. Don't worry, no one listens to this podcast. Okay. So, like, <laughs> I, I won't say any names because I, I yeah. don't know if they had NDAs or whatnot. You know, like, yeah. The movie's out now, so like they told us after the movie. So hopefully it's safe. But they're working on that same, the dog same gag. Like oh. One of the dudes gets bit in the junk yeah. Yeah. on John Wick 3. And before John Wick 3 came out, he told me you know, that they were doing this, like, you know, potentially working on this like really gnarly, like scary dog bite yeah. scene to, yeah. to the groin. <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, that sounds so scary. And, like, he's been working with these dogs for, you know, months to get it done. Yeah. And then John Wick 3 comes out and has, like, the same gag. I'm like, oh, man. But luckily they kept It's it, odd how often I didn't that even happens. put that together. Really they both close. have a dog bite in the nut scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, did you think <laughs> dog bite in the Dude, nut scene? Dude, you could never have too many dog to nut scenes. Right? <laughs> like, we, we can use more. Yeah. It's fine. So it's all good. That's probably why, probably why they still kept it there, you know? Yeah. But... Originally, it's going to be in the arm. D to N. And they're, training, uh, D2, and they're yeah. training it on the arm. And then Tarantino's like, you know what? Wanna, Bite his balls. Yeah, basically, he's like, 
we've been training for months with the arm, dude. Like, he's like, no, to no, no, just no, no, no. like just to switch that, like that's yeah. that's a you big know, deal. Scary, yeah, it's yeah. a big deal to switch something risk. on the fly like that. You know, that is. Did you guys like uh, the Tarantino? I did. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a slow burn, but I enjoyed it. Okay, so I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like the first hour and a half. I think it was on an airplane, and then I was like, yeah, it's just a slow Tarantino, long dialogue. That's cool, whatever. I didn't finish it. Yeah, and then you, I, you missed I went the around. Part. Yeah, I went <laughs> around with the impression that, and then my cousin's like, "What about the blowtorch scene?" And I was like, "Huh?" He's like, <laughs> "He's like, you should probably watch the whole thing." <laughs> That's my friend so, with the blowtorch. Yeah, no she's way. the one getting blasted oh, in the pool. That made yeah. me laugh so hard, and I was watching it by myself, and I was laughing so hard I felt like bad after. I was laughing. I'm like, "Why don't you go underwater? <laughs> You're in a pool." Yeah, I mean, I remember her telling me about prepping Why for that. Why would you shoot your gun into the air? You know, she was uh, a little out of it, I think. You know? That's yeah, true. They're, yeah. they're husband and wife. That's the funny thing. Her husband's the dude who got bit in the nuts. She's the one who got torched in the, in the, oh, dude. <laughs> in the swimming scary. pool. That's terrifying. So, yeah. Gonna, we're going to shoot you with a flamethrower, okay? Okay. And, her, her, and do what's funny? Her eyes got, like, her corneas got burnt. Oh no! But oh, the funny no. thing is, like, it was from <laughs> it was from the makeup, <laughs> not the actual wow. fire. The like the oh, blood makeup and the melted. makeup mixed. Not even from that. Just like the heat. The, of it, probably, uh, not even yeah. from the heat. Like the fire had nothing to do with it. It's just like something that she had on her face, like chemicals. The chemicals yeah. like end up like being bad or mixing bad, wow. and they didn't know that, and end up like burning her corneas. Luckily, is she like, okay? She's fine. Yeah, luckily. Ah. But there, there's a scare for a minute. Like it could have like permanently damaged her Dude. eyesight. But He's funny, much, like after all that, you know, it's know like makeup you, that screws it up. I don't know how up. much you can say. I know that's why I'm like I kind of nervous. Like I'm breaking is, trust here. How much? Did, how much do you get paid to get lit on fire? Not enough. Not, not enough. <laughs> not, that's what I figured. Not enough, but but enough. How, how much money would they have to offer you to get lit on fire? And you do stunts. If they came to you and said, "Okay, you're on you're on this Tarantino movie. You're gonna for this one day of work, whatever this one stunt, it's ten G's. Are you gonna get lit on oh, fire?" Oh, dude, I would do it for a grand. <laughs> that, that's that's the union. That's the union rate. Is like almost yeah. you know, it's like nine. Yeah. I would it's not like, set myself like, on fire for a grand. Kids like, like looking 50, for matches but, right but now. But think about <laughs> okay, so for me, who's still trying to like, I'm no one really. I'm still trying to break into the industry. Like really, like you know. Yeah. You know, Really trying to get on bigger stuff. So yeah. I've done like smaller commercial, like bigger commercial stuff, smaller features. You know, yeah. I haven't worked on like any like big Hollywood, like big budget movies. Yeah. But anyway, so the union rate for SAG or any actor, you know, is like like nine, around nine fifty ish. It might go up or be a little lower. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. exactly. But you know, to be able to have the opportunity to be in a Tarantino movie, <laughs> you know, like oh, you do it for free. Yeah, I was like, yeah. dude, I would. I'd do that for like base rate, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Even if I knew there's no adjustments coming, like I get to be in Tarantino, it look, probably looks great for your reel. Yeah, that's true. The opportunity, from the opportunity that one would job. would yeah would over. From then on, you're just but the guy that gets if I was, burnt. Like, if I had done a thousand fireburns yeah. and I was well seasoned, then like, and <laughs> eh, I've done yeah. you know like at, at a certain point, it, it yeah, might not yeah, be yeah. worth <laughs> worth the risk. But for someone in my current you know position. I, I would probably do it for free, to be honest. I'm always going to think stunts free. should get more, to be honest. Like, for but, you know, like, doing. your base rate is usually, yeah. you know, like, there's a chance, oh. depending on how production set things up, that you don't get more than the 900. Or yeah. the, do you, you know, remember... Uh, but usually that, you get good ju- adjustments, you know. Yeah. I think the overall rate... It seems like the overall rate of stuntmen, like, you guys are pretty successful. Like, most of the time, you don't get hurt. But every once in a while, like, I read... I was reading about that girl who was in Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil got clipped by that camera car, yeah. Got hit by a crane or something while yeah, she was jumping a bike. Yeah, her. Ugh. Her whole face. Uh, she, she, amputated she her left die? arm. 
No, she's alive, but she uh, they had to amputate her arm. <laughs> uh, she's like her spine is now curved, <laughs> like Jesus. completely messed up. She's lucky she's not paralyzed. But yeah, that was a big that was a big thing in the Shit, stunt community. Can happen. <laughs> yeah, and the worst part was I think she's trying to sue now because for some reason and I don't know how they got away with this. There was no insurance, so she's left with the bill. There was no production insurance I on that. That's like part of the process. When they're doing movies, they have to, like, if you're a SAG... That's, that's why I'm saying, like, I don't yeah. know how they got away with that, because I've been on low-budget stuff with insurance, you know, YouTube stuff. Something, <laughs> something is fishy about that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so there's, like, it made a big deal because, like, you know, she had this life-altering, she can't work, and they're not covering any of it. She's permanently jacked up. Yeah, currently yeah. jacked up, lost an arm, almost lost her face. Oh, that's sad, man. You know, and it's a Resident Evil movie. It's, like, the fifth one. They're... You know, but it wasn't filmed in the states. Like they went oh. out of the country, so I think they might. Like you know, I know a lot of productions. A lot of times, will go you know out of the states to film. You know, even for budgets and everything. But sometimes also just to Dodge get away from like about, SAG. Yeah, you yeah. know, to make sure they don't. You know, they can or tax write offs or tax write offs. Yeah. yeah, usually yeah. for tax write offs, but sometimes maybe for reasons like that, yeah. it's a little more dodgy, and they didn't want to do the insurance. I don't know. Anyway, like On a, too much of a tangent, but sorry. I wanted to ask you, what do you think? What video game? has the best art design, just visually, style, oh. that you've seen. Like the in-game graphics? Cause I, no, uh, just overall style. Like this, like, I don't, I'm trying to think of a difference. So, like, I, you, it could be like an old-school pixel game, like a, but, but you love the style or the... It doesn't have to be best graphics necessarily. Oh, just literally the style and... Like artistic design, aesthetic. Oh, man, that Maybe we could do best graphics. That's, that's a difficult question, and a lot of it, too, is because, like, concept design is what it looks like before they make it and sometimes yeah. that's really beautiful and then maybe in the game it doesn't look as as good yeah. yeah and i'm not playing that many current games but like from what i've seen like i feel like all the video games are just looking more and more beautiful and like as far as like style like they're all kind of like just developing like their own unique um what's the one the new one where you have the baby uh oh death stranding yeah like death stranding like that the ideas in that are like brilliant and it looks beautiful the, the concepts and the arts are yeah, yeah what's amazing. the one the cowboy one that's uh, Red Dead Redemption. yeah again beautiful it looks amazing you know yeah. and it's just different it's just a different story and different content um and then of course after playing vr it's like <laughs> yeah just takes you to that whole ne- that whole next level um as far as like nostalgic though um i was always really into tony hawk's pro skater just because <laughs> and not just so much of how it looked but i did skateboard and um so kind of like being able to have a, a character do the tricks that you can do in that game i i was i just loved it yeah you know? as far as like the cities you know the um the courses that they would set up that you could skate i was really into yeah, that. that's yeah. something that i think tony hawk's pro skater uh, what people don't get enough credit is whoever worked on the level designs yeah. that built these yeah. like playgrounds and you could always find these like oh I can jump this alleyway here there's a secret yeah. there I can connect this to that and you could just play these same playgrounds over and over again and still find new ways yeah. new ways to do tricks it was an addictive game yeah. and I think to answer the question fully with um, style is that like since I'm in costume and I'm kind of like overly scrutinizing everything that people are wearing um some of these games that are sort of like uh, fortnite or anthem or overwatch Mm. they all kind of have a mix of all these different genres and like sci-fi armor mixed with like they have cowboy stuff and then they Mm -hmm. have you know um post-apocalyptic people that are have like found objects or samurais all mixed together or like a monkey that's in you know armor sci-fi armor or like some girl driving a mech 
the artwork for all those games, I, as far as like the design of the costume, I love that stuff. I thought it's Anthem amazing. had. Yeah. I still to this day think Anthem's visuals beautiful in style. I just yeah. I just heard so many bad things about the game. I never tried it. Yeah. But when it first got announced and I saw the trailers, I was I'm really like, this is for it. Iron yeah. Man, the team shooter, <laughs> yeah. like awesome sci-fi, yeah. like it's yeah. everything I wanted. It's a beautiful looking game. Yeah, yeah I was really yeah. excited for it. It looks like the potential looked like, amazing. Yeah. When my kid plays Fortnite, um, and I hate to say this because it's probably just an arrogant statement or ignorant statement of like first person shooter games are very similar with the, the view of the camera, yeah, the point of view of the camera and sort of just moving around in this world. You don't necessarily even see the character. You can see the other characters running by sometimes. But yeah. what I always want to do is have him go into where you are selecting the character and the different types of armor. And just you can look. see the yeah. And I just love looking at that stuff. Yes. Like, to me, I'm just like, yes. And then once we're in game and we're playing, you kind of. bored. You, I don't. Yeah. Like, I'll play first person games. Like, Cyberpunk's coming out. It's going to be first person. They'll probably be. But I prefer third person for the same I was more excited reason. when I thought it was third person. Yeah, I was yeah. bummed when I found yeah, out. Yeah, me but, too. Like, speaking of. Uh, the God of War on PS4, I spent a lot of time, like, you get a new armor set, I'd put it on, I would just, like, rotate the camera, yeah. and I would just sit <laughs> Look and be at like, that god stuff. damn, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, going off of that note, um, so I never really put that much time into video games because I felt like it, it was something that I would have to really work hard at to get good at and then beat it and then it's over. And then yeah. the next game comes and it's just like a new language every time. And so I always just kind of put my time into um, like the programs I use at work are sometimes as exciting as playing a video game for me. It's like a new version of ZBrush comes out, for example, and <laughs> they have new brushes that you can sculpt in. That's like exciting and I want to learn it and put my time into there. And that's some somehow keeps me from playing games and kind of has like justified why I don't. Um, and I just have never gotten really that great at them. I like to play them and, you know, I love working on them and I like how much people like playing them. You know, there's probably people (laughs) listening in here that like, I w- they would kill to work on a video game yeah. they love and they're like this asshole doesn't yeah. even like yeah. playing video games <laughs> and he, and he well, gets to work on them no that's <laughs> the funny thing is like some of these companies don't want to hire you if you're not actually a gamer or you're not as involved in the final product you know and a lot of the concept guys or designers um, don't actually play the games and so they uh, would rather hire somebody that is a gamer because they're more involved in Basically, the way it looks in the gameplay. They can get more emotionally invested. Yeah, and more emotionally invested. and so. Um, but whenever they outsource, they always kind of just hire the same. Whoever the... Yeah, yeah. whoever's got the best work. And so, But um, I've gotten a lot of crap for that, definitely, and especially <laughs> from my students. <laughs> you don't even, and I'm like, well, why are you at film school if you've never even seen Aliens? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, that's yeah. true. Yeah. What is the What is your favorite game you've actually played? Has there been a game that you've really like sucked you in, and you got really involved with? Well, I know you said Tony Hawk. Yeah, but... probably Tony Hawk. And the reason for that was just like the time in my life. I'm in high school, and that was like the thing that we did, and we just all play. Yeah. You know, and um, I also didn't like that you're with a group of people and only one or two people can play. And then you're sitting there watching other people play games. And I never liked doing that. Um, but when it was just a few of us, you know, I loved playing it and that's really where I, I played a tiny bit of halo. Mm. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of of like for everybody, you went like Goldeneye into halo and then like if you're our age, Mario, Goldeneye and Halo are the most common three. Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like just any Mario yeah, yeah. game in general, Halo, GoldenEye. We have a out. Wii at my house. My kids play, and like Mario Kart's fun. We play that a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been playing Fortnite with my kid a little bit. My brother plays Madden all day. <laughs> so, I know kids that yeah. have sports games that yeah. get into them. Yeah, yeah. They, so this, uh, yeah, go ahead. Do you um, – what about movies? Mm. Growing up, was there any like I, – I'm, what I'm trying to get at is like what art that you consume inspires you to make art? Like what gets you Ooh. riled up like I fucking love making art because I see this person's art or yeah. I see the design here yeah. and that makes me inspired – to like make something cool yeah. as well. So there's I've diff- different times in my life. There was certain artists that I admired and was highly influenced by and wanted to, you know, mimic their styles or come up with, um, you know, some, something similar. And so like, as a kid, it was always comic books and comic book artists. And, um, you know, there's particular ones that I was really fond of or whatnot. And then of course, uh, films that were, you know, big to, to me were kind of big to everybody. Um, a lot of these, you know, big creature films, like I had mentioned, Aliens or Predator, Alien, yeah, stuff yeah, like that, Predator. that came out in the eighties, um, <clears throat> and then sci-fi films. Um, and then as we're after working in this industry, and you know, uh, the longer I've done it, there is definitely styles of certain artists that I love and I look to. And then, of course, I've seen so much content um, that sometimes uh, there can be it can become redundant, mm. you know. And like like so, you've been eating so much good food for so long, yeah. it's just become normal food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've seen so much cool art, and I've seen so much art that no one else will ever see because it's for pitches that yeah. were scrapped or characters that were never approved. And I've seen so much beautiful, amazing artwork and stuff, and I do all the time. And I'm always excited by it, and still super excited about films. I've become a lot more of a scrutinizer when I watch films. Like I'm really digesting like every little tiny aspect and sometimes we'll pause it and you know study that stuff and i've it's become like um you know i can't go back now <laughs> yeah. now that you see things that, that way you, yeah yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. hyper scrutinize and you and that's part of my job and do stuff. you sometimes yearn for the days when you didn't hyper scrutinize yeah like you could just enjoy <laughs> yes and no it's kind of like you know um i don't r- uh, read and write chinese but there was a time where I got up to maybe like 4,000 characters, close to that. Like I really yeah. worked hard at it, right? And then, you know, at some point people say something along the lines of like, at first it's just these beautiful shapes that make up these characters. And then once you know how to read them, you can never go back to seeing them as just those beautiful shapes, yeah. right? Well, would you want to? I mean, you yeah, know, like true. go that's backwards. A good, that's a good way. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes, yeah, I do say, you know, I'd like to just sit back and enjoy this, like, and not think. It'd probably about be it. more fun if it wasn't your job at that point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It make your job more difficult, but once <laughs> yeah. you can like not have to worry about yeah. like having yeah. to see things that way, and yeah. then you can appreciate it for yeah. what it's supposed to exactly. be. Exactly. Like when you listen to drums, do you mostly hear uh, or music? Do you hear the drums like? A lot of the time. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. really go back from that. Like, you yeah. can't help it, but you're always listening to the drums. It depends yeah. on the music. If it's if they're simple, it's more pop-oriented. Yeah. Then I'm like, I already oh, I already know this formula, and I, then I'm moving on to just the song. But my favorite stuff to listen to is usually, like, prog or metal. Yeah. And I'm listening to the drums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's what I'm into, yeah. See, I listen to a lot of music where my wife will be like, 
did you hear what they just said? How can you listen to that? I was like, I have no idea. I wasn't paying attention. I'm just listening to the beat. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm I the will same like way. phase out the I don't do the lyrics. Uh, lyrics either. Yeah. I never never listen to Yeah, and to some lyrics. people only hear the lyrics. That's you know? how most people. Yeah. Uh, when I now that I've talked about music a lot with a lot of people, it's very common. Like lyrics is number yeah. one on the totem pole. And for me, lyrics are the bottom of the totem right. pole. Yeah. In fact, a lot of music I listen to is instrumental. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, it's Most like stuff I don't. I do is instrumental. And like, I've never been able to get into like singer songwriter yeah. yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm listening I like pop music into... in forever. It seems like yeah. actual like I feel old because like all these like <laughs> popular songs are like you know at the end of the year they're like oh this was like the top ten songs of the decade. I'm, like, never even I heard don't it. know like <laughs> half of those songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like yeah. I swear I feel like relatively. You know, not like completely disconnected yeah. from what's going on, but like I was like, "Damn!" Well, I also think there's <laughs> yeah, another old. thing at play, which I think <laughs> plays into video games and movies, is because of the internet, you still have pop, right? Mainstream that has the most mass appeal, but now every little shade of variation in genre, whether it's movies, movie styles, video games, indie video games, music, especially music. Mm-hmm. Like, there are infinite rabbit holes for every type of music. That's true. Yeah. And so it's like, if you're into drum, like I have a friend that's way into drum and bass. It's like, there's endless drum and bass variations. That no one And he will can just go down that rabbit hole and he's oblivious <laughs> to all other music. So yeah, you're hitting on like this amazing point that I've been having you know discussions with people about is uh i just mentioned earlier decision fatigue right yes at some point it's going to get to where um your friends ask have you seen this show or um you know listen to this song and we're gonna have like no idea what they're talking about because there's so many endless amounts of of genre and and inversions of it and stuff and so a lot of it's already happening where like you're kind of being told like you said mainstream or like pop is like this is what they kind of want you to hear. So it kind of comes first on the plate. And then most people just go with that. And then there's such a variety that it's almost easier to just stick with like what you know, yep. you know, instead of trying out new stuff or like, and what, and what, you know, already, and it's a rabbit hole. Like you said, uh, yeah. What, you know, has a rabbit hole that will last you your whole life, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially. Yeah. And it's also as the barriers of entry get lower, like with music, the barrier to entry is incredibly low. Anyone on, with a hundred dollar laptop, and they can pirate whatever program they can make. Yeah. You know, I, music, I, like sure. I have my homies X and G. Gaji was on. He uh, he's like playing huge shows, playing doing shows with Skrill, uh, songs with Skrillex and shit. He just has like hundred dollar laptop and a mouse. That's all he's ever used. That's so crazy. And he's, he doesn't need he's anything. Like, and, yeah. You know, mid tier. He's pushing. He's like they're really close to breaking and becoming, you know, something uh, much that's bigger. Awesome. And that's all he uses. Whereas the difference though, video games, the barrier to entry is still high. You need oh, staff. Yeah. You need money, so. But I think in the future, you could technology could get to the point where any one of us can make a video game or by a ourselves movie. or a movie. Yeah, yeah with and any then, actor that you want, you just press. You know, you yeah. pick them and you animate. Especially them if and, like CG yeah. gets to the point, like I'm waiting for them to do for a full blown CG movie to become standard. Like for example, when I saw Alita, speaking yeah. of awesome art, yeah. Alita yeah. battle. Have you seen Alita? Oh yeah. We talked about it yeah, before. Yeah. Awesome. Fucking love that movie. Yeah, James that movie Cameron. Great. Um, that movie is so much CG. I'm like, why even have a few real actors? Why don't they just go full? S- <laughs> yeah, it would be better might as well because yeah. it would take away the uncanny valley of it all. Yeah. The parts that look shitty are the mix of the two. Yeah. That kind of throw you off. They almost want that weird aspect. Yeah, like he's going for yeah, that. Uncanny yeah. valley. But uh, it's funny what – so this topic of like uh, decision fatigue or like what to pick or 
um, what's being told to you, right? Um, some people are embracing it with like, this is going to pick out your clothes or what you're going to eat today or what movie you're going to watch or whatever. And sometimes that like people like, like it, right? Some people want that. Well, here's something that I've realized lately is like, I I can sit on Netflix for like an hour looking for something and then (laughs) then just be too tired to watch it. Dude, that has happened. So we have (laughs) cable now, right? Yeah. And I noticed it's almost like in a weird way, it's like, okay, when I was a kid and this movie came on, um, there'd be commercials, but ultimately you need those limitations. if you don't sit there and watch it when it's on, like you're going to miss it. Yes. And so I love it because, uh, we'll have like, you know, an HBO channel that it's alive and you'll turn on and there'll be a movie on that. It's like, okay, cool. This is what I want to watch sort of. And then you're, you're notice that you're like paying way more attention to it. Cause you can't stop it. Cause you don't have the five option. Seconds. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then I like yes. enjoy it in a weird way where it's like, I'm being forced to, <laughs> and, uh, I, I like it. It's like kind of nice because it reminds me of like you know when I was growing up. Too many, we're not wired for that many possibilities. I think I think that's a that's a principle that applies to every aspect in life. Yeah. Like even making music, I talked to my my brother who um who he's like this uncrowned musical genius. The reason yeah. he's one of the most talented people I've ever met in my entire life, but he can't put limitations on his creativity because he's too like he's almost like. He's not on the spectrum, but I joke. So it's like, never finished. I right? joke like he's yeah. on the spectrum because yeah. he's like this creative mad genius. He's a savant. And he needs like – when I make tunes, when I first made my first album, I told myself all I can use are stock plugins and I can only use this one formula. Yeah. And the that those limitations are what made it possible for me to actually finish something. And I think in a greater scale, that happens with everything like – we have too many movies to choose from. We have way too much music to choose yeah. from. Mm-hmm. And it feels good because we have this built-in circuit that's like, well, if we don't analyze every choice, then we'll never know if we made the right choice, yeah. the best thing to watch, the best thing <laughs> yeah. to listen to. But deep yeah. down, you know it's infinitive, so you have this like constant anxiety. And you also don't want to waste time watching something bad, so bad. it's like a risk. <laughs> but then you yeah. don't watch anything because you're spending so yeah. much time trying Looking to make a decision. Yeah. And it feels good when someone just says like, we're going to just shave all these yeah. possibilities down. Like you said, this is a this is a channel. This is what we have on right now. Take it or leave it. It's like if you were on an island with like 10 other dudes and they just dropped off some random chick. Like you would all fight to the You'd death. You'd be so stoked. <laughs> yeah, you and you would care. love her so much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until you move to the bigger island and there's like a bunch of other options and then you'd be like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think there's I something. I didn't uh, assess this properly. I think I the ability to <laughs> consciously build like a limiting framework of your life is a yeah. li- is a life skill for the modern era it's it's exercising your agency it's yeah, really yeah. what it comes down to like that's the whole point you know for of life for a lot of religions and um that's what i feel like we're kind of getting stripped of because here's another example is uh, in my industry there's generalists and specialists generalists can do like five things like composite um lighting animation and texture let's say or you do you know one thing really good one thing really really good and i i like always relate it to languages and maybe there's someone that speaks 10 languages but probably not as good as that one guy speaks that one language perfectly right and so i'm always telling my students to kind of like the sooner you just narrow down exactly what you're going to do you'll be happier and you'll get a job sooner you'll end up getting you know feeling more accomplished sooner rather than trying to learn 10 languages at once never being fluent in any of them and maybe getting a job where, you know, you might use like two of those skills or something where schools go against that. They say the opposite. They need to learn everything. So they have more choices. They need to know, 
the whole um, spectrum so that they can, you know, decide yeah, yeah, decide, decide better. And I'm always kind of like, yeah, and also spend like ten times as much money at your school. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, and so, more, yeah, 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 yeah. That and makes so, sense. yeah, and so I've always telling students, and then I got in trouble from a couple of schools not to do that. They're like, just don't tell them to not take our classes. You know, you can approach it in a different way, but like deep down, that's kind of how I believe is that. Um, and even within the programs, or like you just said, with like when you make your music, you kind of stick to these rules, and then you can form a style, and then you can get really good. Because the program itself is unlimited. Yeah, you yeah. get really good with the way that you do it. Yeah, yeah. Like in like like a painter that only uses these brushes or like only paints this content is going to get famous way more than the guy that's trying everything, every type of medium and every that's type. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like down. that's – and now kids today seeing all these different options, like how are they going to choose? Right. It's crazy. It's insane. It's like Netflix is life. And there's like unlimited <laughs> amounts of knowledge, even just on YouTube alone. Like a kid can learn yeah. how to do a backflip Forever. one day. Yeah. Also then move on to like how to like how edit to cook and premiere, something. how to cook. Yeah. You know, he could like literally try – Everything he wanted and yeah. do something new every day. Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder how. I mean, I've had this conversation. We're gonna go. We're gonna go off the rails, but let's do this. I talked to this guy. Like, just the idea of the internet and all the possibilities and what that does to a young developing brain and what can be open. I was talking to a friend of mine who has a 17 year old, and he was like venting, "Hey, my 17 year old is dating this 15 year old girl," and he was just talking about Snapchat communication how wild this girl is. She's like selling pictures to men in their twenties and thirties oh. and then like trying to blackmail them and say, I'm going to turn you into the police. Like she's just, this is a 15 year old fully embracing her fully embrace. Uh, and the only thing yeah. that enables this is she's been on her phone since she was 11. And like, this is it's her, a game. It's her this video is her game. world. Yeah. This is her video <laughs> yeah. game. And his son's wrapped up and he like called the girl's dad and the dad didn't, he has absentee dad. I guess they live in like, a trailer and they move around like she's just like i kind of felt bad for this girl i could kind of get an idea of like no wonder you're going down this path yeah because you have no you're in this bad home your parents don't care about you you're cool and then and then i was telling him because he was talking about how his son's addiction to the phone and this this whole situation and i know from marketing and what i do and the that like my peek in, behind the curtain in that world every app you're using but in every site facebook snapchat instagram you have thousands of literal geniuses that are spending all day trying to figure out how to make this more addictive. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. can I make you yeah. spend more time on this site so I can serve up more ads yeah. and I can make more money per yeah. visit? And that's what I do. It's like, how do I get you to stay on the site, go to more, and I can serve up more ads and get you more clicks? And that's, I mean, I'm part of the problem, but <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. It's like for work. Like everyone's like, you need to be on TikTok, <laughs> like that new app. It's mostly for like younger, yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, so like anyway, like for like you know just experimenting. Oh, you're not even the oh, mic. Yeah. Just for like experimenting, I'm like okay, like I want to see like what this app's all about and see if I can understand did it, it. Did it suck <laughs> you in? Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. But the funny thing is, like these kids, like right now, since it's such a new app, it's really easy for like anyone to blow up, to blow up. it's like yeah. the wild west again it's like when youtube first started and just like yeah. the randomest shit would yeah. Yeah. blow you up in like one video you know your first video could get hundreds of thousands of views and you can get an audience or a following in like a yeah. day so i'm like all right like let me see like you know so i've been experimenting just to see like how it works and all that stuff and it, it, it is it's so addicting like i went with like just like a really closed mind like this is for dumb like teenagers and tweens to dance and sing lip sync too and i started messing with the app and started like posting videos and like some would get like some views some would get like no hits and some would do like 
pretty decent. Like, oh, so like every so time I do, experimenting it, with it. yeah. So I'm experimenting yeah. with, but I, I could feel that addiction building. You could like, feel it. every time I'd post a video and it would like do good. I'm like, oh, get that little adrenaline rush and a little hit. I'm like, oh, they got you. They got That's me. That's by design. Good. That's what it's I'm a, saying. It's like it's every time design. I do, it's like a lotto scratcher. Every yeah. time yeah. I scratch or I post a video, I'm throwing another You're lottery gambling. out there. I'm gambling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that one got one. Let's see what this next one does. Well, Nothing. Gotta, like it was yeah. full on. Like it was like gambling. What you got? It is like gambling. I'm still like, doing like it. Like gambling. <laughs> like gambling. What's happening? From what I understand is, so when you gamble. Your dopamine goes up a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, it's a total and then dopamine. You do that, you do that more exactly and more. Okay, is. so let's say we're say we're Reward in this situation, and, yeah. it's dopamine mm-hmm. or opioids or whatever, whatever chemical, whatever receptor, your baseline level becomes elevated, right? I'm looking at porn all day, or I'm looking at oh, and then you become and depend, then that, dependent and then, on that baseline. And then your body yeah. will take away receptors to try to level you out. So then you drop down back to what's considered normal levels, <laughs> but you don't have the receptors for it, so you feel like shit. And then, so, so then you got to get another hit, that, all because like, of TikTok. That's, that's exactly yeah. how it works. Because, because if your video doesn't do as well, you actually do get a little like, oh, why? yes. Why so then you want to post so you do it again? Video. And you're like, all right, oh, that's that one did want. good. Okay, cool. So like, I just wanted to drop this. Guess, and then this, it's told uh, that high and low. Like I get it, and I'm yeah. and I'm just experimenting with it. Like it's not my yeah. life. Like some of these kids are. But like, so, I'm just messing so you around. know how um, totally the working. idea of like things coming back into trend. Um, kind of cycle, right? Cycles like clothes yeah, and music, yeah. and and right now the big thing is like eighties based movies, like yeah. the genre, Stranger like, Things, Stranger, like, Stranger Things, yeah. and really all that, and that. the remaking of all the Stephen King horror stuff. Yeah, and then how kids are like really into weird nineties shows, like Friends, like you were just mentioning yeah. earlier, right? And I was talking to my wife about this, and I was like, "Why do you think it's not it's not just trends coming back?" But I was like, "Why do you think kids nowadays?" Uh, first of all consider the 90s to be that long ago because that makes me feel super old like they're like going back to, yeah like that's like old for them or like the yeah. 80s and uh and she's like well you know because it's a trend that's coming back around i said no it's not i said think about it before 2010 um we were pretty advanced with computers and technology but not everybody had a smartphone right not everybody had access to the whole so thing, now yeah. ever since 2010 like pretty much any movie if it's based in present time is really just like everyone has instant communication and everything is based half in reality and half on social media. In every movie, if you pay attention to it, like once phones are part of daily life, storytelling has completely changed. Mm. Because it used to be a whole movie about like how are we going to find this guy and tell him this thing? And you have to spend <laughs> all this time looking <laughs> for him. Now we just text him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now the story has changed. And so I was... Telling my wife, I was like, I think the reason why these millennials and these younger kids are so obsessed with like the time before the phone is because it's not real to them, but they like it. It's better. It's a fantasy it's a, world. It's again. a slower time, time and it's yes. it's easier to tell a story. It's easier to learn the lesson. It's easier to love the character because mm. there's an actual story instead of just like who wrote what emoji. That's everything is becoming like all just so fast that we can't even tell a story anymore. I think you know? I think kids are. I mean, it makes me worried when just about what it will. It could be good and bad, right? So every old man has complained about the upcoming generation since the dawn of I'm time. I'm on my way Fucking there, degenerates dude. <laughs> when I was a motherfucker, blah, 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 right? So I don't know how much of what I'm seeing is that. I know yeah. that's a part of it. Yeah. Like, that's been you since feel the dawn old of time. All of a sudden, yeah. But I'm also worried, like, well, what does it. Like, what are the pros and cons for a kid developing with this basically 
possessive demon, the smartphone, <laughs> yeah. in their hand. The mark of the beast. How, that's, how is that going to wire their brain? There might be good things. They might be – we might get like some genius kids out of it, right? Some like Elon Musk 2.0 whose brain Don't you just kind of feel like they're going to communicate in a way that we can't even fathom We can't yet. even fathom. Yeah, it's coming. I mean like meme culture and, and slaying like, is going to progress – well, you know, the yeah. whole idea of the mark of the beast is that, like, at some point, or, you know, I'm not going to get biblical with it, but just the, <laughs> Let's uh, do it. the idea <laughs> that you have a connection to the source, which right now you do through your phone. So you have access to any information, whether it be your maps or communicating or your questions about something stupid that you need to ask Google about, whatever. Well, that's just the beginning of, like, the idea of having a chip in your brain which would access the internet to your brain. So if you want to know something about any given topic, you have instant uh, I mean, connection Elon Musk is working on to a all that information. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're telling yeah. So, But then it could also turn up your sight, uh, your hearing abilities, your memory abilities, probably physical abilities even, Eventually. right? I mean, it's yeah. all, all by having yeah. this chip connected to the source. So I think that that's like something we can't even fathom right now. But I think it's like your brain is only capable of so much. But if it's connected to the entire internet, you, you, what you're capable Dude, that's of. The premise, that's the premise to my Mormon, like every movie. Mormon remix of sci-fi. My grand movie that I'll, a video game I'll never make. Morphi? Is Mormon. Like Mormon. Basically, basically, like when you're eight, yeah. and you get baptized in Mormon culture. In this sci-fi world, when you're eight, you get injected with nanomachines. And then you level have a spirit, one. and then you can yeah, connect to everybody. That's the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the nanomachines are connected to the cloud. And you have a you have a you have a real time readout of your body, right? And they can keep you. And like that's how the level phase one. It's just like it cures you from sickness. Uh, yeah, it makes your it makes all your hormones perfectly level. Yeah. It regulates you. Then when you get the priesthood, like then you 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 go in a little bit deeper, and now it can start messing with your thoughts. And eventually, you work your way up the ladder, like Scientology or Mormonism. And when you become exalted, you merge. You merge with the source. Singularity. Kind the singularity. Of, yeah. And you lose your identity. And that this source, that's what's powering this whole civilization. Anyway. It's- Dude, I have had that conversation with people about the only thing that makes you human or unique at all is imperfection. Because if you're exactly like Jesus, let's say, you're just a cookie cutter of yes. the one, you're actually nothing anymore. I've had that thought when I grew up Mormon. Yeah. I was like, if we're all perfect, then aren't we all the same? Yeah. And I had this conversation with my brother, and I go, because there's always the best way, which is the one way, which is God's way. And he goes, no, there's actually uh, innumerable ways to do the right thing. And I was like, I thought there was just one way. That's what my dad told me. Because I asked my dad that question, and he said, well, perfection allows for individuality. And I'm like, "Mm, but isn't there just – Does it? Isn't there the (laughs) most perfect way? Wouldn't that be the perfect way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I never – that didn't work with me, and I I think – that's just my dad. Well, without to... getting too deep into Mormon doctrine, I think that's what the kingdoms are about, is that by keeping a certain level of your imperfections, which makes you still uniquely you by choice, is going to exist in those other kingdoms. That'd be a good way and to And you can it. choose yeah. that if you want it. Instead of just being a cookie cutter yeah. of the perfect one. But then no one would be – well, I don't know. How many people think – let's say we get to the pearly gates – <laughs> and there's a guy like, look, you can stay you, but you got to go down here. It's a pretty nice party. Or you can merge. You can merge because I have, I think, I feel like I've met God on a crazy psychedelic trip. Yeah. It was a giant ball of light and understanding and love. And they, and they say, or you can merge with the source. What would you do? Would you stay an individual or would you merge? 
I think that ah, everyone's going to continually progress, Eventually right? But merge. here's the thing where they get into um, Mormonism claims there's no reincarnation. And reincarnation, by definition, would be coming back as something else or starting before as something else. Yeah. And what if reincarnation just means, like, uh, starting the video game over again and playing a different level? New Game Plus. Yeah, yeah. New Game Plus. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, I think you were going to get really bored in eternity. And, like, the idea of, like, coming back and being born and having everything erased and starting from scratch is going to be, like, really enticing. Dude, that's, that's a good point. Have yeah, you I read a book? You know what I mean? Like, you, uh, maybe you're already there. Maybe we're, maybe this is... Maybe we're already we're in, singular. We're already innocent, but maybe that's what <laughs> this is. We got bored. We got bored. And we wanted to have a... We, we, it's called a brain race, you know? And we come down here and uh, there's a Rick and Morty about it where they go to that video game um, arcade... And they play yes. a game, and yep. Morty gets born into it. Yeah, yeah. He thinks he has a wife and kid when he comes out of it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and the whole time, Rick just wants to go there and play the game, but he has to go do something. Yeah. That idea yeah. has been sort of fleshed out. There's a short story by Scott Adams called God's Debris. Uh-huh. And it's the same idea that basically we reached perfection, but we got bored. Yeah. So we destroyed ourselves. God destroyed itself into all these consciousnesses yeah. so it, it could live a new experience and then refor- re- reform back to God and then it destroys itself and it's just in this cycle. What's the huh. game where... Um, come on, name a huge video game that uh, is about... Yeah, I should know. The, Give the, me cre- some hints. the creatures that come and like tell the humans... Um, that could be a lot of games. I need some more detail. <laughs> the creatures that talk to the humans. There's... They always have like a little number seven with like a red. People see. Uh... Na- name a really big video game. A really big video game with yeah. creatures with a number on no, their no, chest? No, no, no. The number that you see like people wearing that represents the game. That, like they'll have it on their car like on a sticker or a. That is not ringing any bells. Me There's probably either. some listener like, you dumb assholes. It's this. <laughs> <laughs> a creature. So the, the characters have a number on them. Is you like, haven't named kind of... one video game yet, either of you. Oh, there's so, so many big video games. It's well, like, yeah. name one. Okay, you have. But I know it's like, I can't think of one like within that premise. Like you have like God of War, Uncharted, Call of Duty. You know, like, like that. none of those a... are even close. Like, you know, those are the ones that pop up into my Creatures? In my head, that nothing. Yeah. Okay, just keep explaining. Just explain. Is it like a horror about, genre? I don't know like what's like about the... it? But it is kind of like a start over of humanity, where they like. Okay, there's like the Dark Souls series is built around that a cycle. Uh, the Surge, Bloodborne, Bloodborne. We're the naming all from software games. Those are all, but they all have this cycle <laughs> yeah. nature to the lore. Is it like a horror type game, or is it an action like sci-fi horror? It's sci-fi. Sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi. And creatures with numbers. No, there's no numbers on the creatures. There's numbers on the marines, I believe, and so people sometimes... Gears of War? Gears of War? It's not Gears of War. Uh, Dead Space? There's no, no marines. Mass that. Effect? Yes. Mass, Mass Effect, Effect, number seven. Yeah. There's a seven. Oh, N7. Seven. N7, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Dude, oh, I'm not wearing it. I have an yes, N7 so jacket. so thank you. That took Mass way Effect. too long. Yeah, I, uh, I was that, testing that your guys' game. video game knowledge, and <laughs> you guys, you passed. But one of my favorite series. So in that yeah, game. Yeah, the Reapers. The Reapers come yeah, and they cycle through Yeah, it's the same exact idea what you're saying about, where it's almost like humanity reaches its pinnacle, and then it sort of like starts over. And the whole like idea that the Reapers know that, or something like that. Well, yeah, so the premise, for those of you who don't know, it's a it's not spoiler alert. The game, the series is ten years old. So if you haven't played it, it's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there's like these synthetic beings, the Reapers, that live outside of our our galaxy. And every I think it's like eighty thousand years, hundred thousand years, 
they come in and they, they basically wipe out whatever biological life to reset it and kind of see what... But they're really like saving the humans from themselves or yeah, something like yeah, that? Yeah, there's more to yeah. it, but that's the premise. And then they wiped, they wiped out previous civilizations and the whole point is you're trying to stop the cycle of these... And no one knows where these... They're basically like God, a representation of God. Yeah. No one knows where these giant synthetic beings but came But don't from. you find out at the end that the humans like built them to come yeah, and I end think, them because yeah, it's part they of originally, it. Like and they an, save them from themselves because if they don't recycle, they'll eventually, they'll eventually go, yeah. yeah, something along, like something along the lines. Well, it keeps them in existence because uh, if they don't send the Reapers to start them over, they'll eventually cycle out and be yes, non-existent. Like, oh. Kind of like when they like... We'll blow our planet up if we don't have someone come yes, and like yeah. wipe us out. Like, it, like war keeps humanity alive kind of thing. Yeah, it's well, sort of like... Well, when they like burn partial, they burn parts of forest down to make the forest healthier. Yeah, mm. to like seed it, kind of right. like similar idea. You know what other game is not totally similar, but you played Horizon, right? I love Horizon. That's the, the a great story. Game. Do you know much about that game? No. Anyone that worked on it? That's a great artistic style sci-fi story. Yes. But the concept is is uh, they create an AI. Like we were talking about drones. Yeah, and getting hacked, so they create. A monster, like um, basically a robot that lives off biomass, which DARPA has created, by the way. I don't know if you read this. There's these <laughs> like robot dogs that eat their, they've been engineered to eat the dead bodies on battlefields, uh, and the dead bodies is their fuel source. This so is a real thing. Going. This is like a real machine that's been built, that's or a prototype. It's not mass produced, at least for we know a prototype. Well, that's the premise of this game. They build these machines that run on a network. They're all like drones. They, they live off biomatter. Well, they get hacked, they go rogue. They end up like wiping the whole planet out, and right before they're wiped out, the humans do this last ditch effort where they create like these arcs and they cryo freeze people, and they're waiting for, and then they launch these satellites in the sky that basically it's going to take a hundred thousand years to crack to to hack the network of the machines because the encryption is so strong. So they put humanity in like stasis, and then like a hundred thousand years later. They, they crack the machines, they shut all the machines down, then they release the pods, and it's like Adam and Eve are the first two humans that come out of the pod. And that's like how, awesome. we, yeah, how we started. So it's very Mass it's Effect. For, yeah, 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 so it's, it's like, like, like post-apocalyptic, yeah. it's like prehistoric times, but everything's like technological and futuristic. Is it new like all the, It's a few years old now. Yeah, and they have all these robot dinosaurs, and they explain how the AI went rogue, and it, they tried to recreate life, but it's all synthetic, and so these robots are imitating animals, and these like AI machines, they, they, they basically have like 3D printers. They mine raw materials, and they can print. Dude, awesome. Yeah, it's... it's really see, cool. this is why cool I, like I love the stories of video games and the artwork so cool. and stuff. And, no, yeah. I love hearing about them and you know, reading about them and stuff. It's just the actual gameplay. Is maybe where... Well, you can do, I did with Devil May Cry 5, is now people, speaking of YouTube and watching, people will do, <laughs> they will do like mega cuts of games where they put all the cut scenes together. Yeah. And you can just watch the game. Yeah. Instead awesome. of playing it. Get and I'll, I did that with Devil May Cry 5. Have you beat it yet? Not yet, no. Damn it. We I was to, playing Jedi We need to talk or, about the story. Yeah. But I, <laughs> that's one of my next, that's my yeah, next list. Yeah, it's good. So like, I, I didn't want to play that game, but I'm interested in the world and the lore. And now the cutscenes in games have gotten so good. Someone put those cutscenes. I'm like, it's just like watching a Pixar movie, yeah. basically. Well, the way my students explain it to me also is that like <clears throat> it's um, the modern version of what the movie was, but now you get to be a part of it because yeah. video yeah. games have gotten so good. You're technically like in the movie, making yeah. decisions. Games like Uncharted. Yeah, like, that's yeah. That's basically a, you're playing a movie, movie at that yeah. point. Yeah, a lot of games like that. Even like like what was it like? 
Hellborn or Hellborn or Hell. They just re- announced like the second game on Xbox. Oh, Hellblade. 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 That's like, sacrifice. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. basically like a big old movie. That's you know? like having a panic attack. That's what that game <laughs> I, is. I also understand Hellblade. that watching other people play the video games in in their eyes is similar to us just watching a character in a movie. It's like that character has been determined by the writer to do A and that's B, a and you're point. watching it. Yeah, that's and a if you watch someone else in a video game uh, that's playing the game, you're technically just watching their version of. Because that's the thing about video games is there can be multiple versions of uh, how the story's told. You know, mm-hmm. you might have the same goals or end ending, but um, it is not kind of the thing. There, each each one's unique because you're playing it. The yeah, way and you, yeah, depending on the game, like games yeah. give you more options, like how to play. Yeah, and a lot of games will have like you can take the evil path or you can take the good path. Yeah, ethics codes. Ethics codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I always or Red but, Dead's that way. Like you can play like as like a. Like a good like a good guy, good or you guy, can be, or you yeah. can be like a total dirtbag. When I was younger, it should people. be the, it, you think it'd be the other way around. When I was younger, I was always I always took the light path because I was like, yeah, I had this idea like, well, the game developers because a lot of times games like you have a skill tree. Like speaking yeah. of when you worked on Infamous, yeah, Infamous has a moral system. Oh, you yeah, remember, yeah. Uh-huh. you can go chaos or you can go light, and yeah. you get different powers based on the direction you take. <clears throat> and I'd always take the light path because usually they would design. This is how they would usually do it. If you take the light path, you don't get as strong early, but at the very end of the game, the way your build works, you have the best powers. Whereas the chaos pass, you get stronger powers earlier, but by the time you get to the end of the game, you're not as strong as a character. Like mm. a lot of times like the chaos path would give you a lot of area of effect attacks where you can just like destroy everything in your path, and the light path would give you like precision high power attacks because you only want to kill the bad guys, not the civilians. Cuz infamous if you want to, you can just kill all the people along with the bad guys, and that puts you on the dark path. <laughs> I have path. an idea for a game, and you know, if you decide to cut it out of this later and steal it and make it, let's make fine. it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. So basically, you know, they have these sort of chronological games now, where you're instead of just playing one character, it's like um, all of humanity, where you're like you know, you start in the prehistoric, and then you work your way through Renaissance up to sci-fi. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. those games. <clears throat> But the idea is, is there's civilization games? Yeah, civilization yeah, games. Civilization. Yeah. yeah. Um you're either the bad or the good influence, so you could call it devils versus angels or something like that. Oh. Or you're influencing the people. So you're just like a the source of influence. But not to... like in a broad scale, like you actually are picking like specific characters to and tempt like... or, <laughs> yeah. or to inspire. Yeah. But you're seeing all this behind the veil stuff oh, of like what's going on. Badass. Yeah, and you're trying to like ultimately like keep this guy from becoming the king who's gonna save the day and blah blah blah. Maybe that's your incentive as the bad demons like you want to stop this world from getting to a certain point or you want to so you're fighting has uh spiritual influences against each other and That'd you be pick, awesome you can pick which side you want to be on you yeah. know what i mean Cam would obviously pick the light side because well, I, was, I was gonna say when i was young i picked the light side but now when i play i always pick the dark side always I've oh like you've become a sith have you i've become yeah. a sith yeah. yeah because i've realized now the games are really balanced and it's just cosmetic yeah Usually by the time you get to the end yeah. of the game like you you can beat the game with either build. They're both yeah. good. So I'm like, the dark side always looks cooler. Yeah. Like the That's designs are cooler. The effects are cooler. 
And like you just feel cooler on the dark side. <laughs> so That's when you true. when you go into the game, the first thing is like, okay, so it's an ethics game, good and bad, whatever. And like you pick whatever side and like the goals of humanity are either A or B and you either want to stop those or help those or something along those lines. And now you're playing on a bigger scale of like, you know, it used to be just one character, then all of civilization, now it's like you want to influence like you know these people to do one or the other thing and then you could almost in the beginning in the options pick which religion you know <laughs> the game is based off of right so, so yeah like, yeah 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 we need to get this the guy biblical version the hindu to the version the eighth level of heaven <laughs> the and cross version. the bridge before this game ends you know yeah, or yeah, the, yeah. the mormon version of it or whatever, whatever that would be yeah that would be fun it would be like Keep I, it all you could even do a biblical like, that's how the games are no, this is a game. I was oh, like, yeah. Like you could you. do a biblical. Take. <laughs> I, was, I thought that's how civilization was, but that sounds fun actually. No, like in like, civilization is that, but you're just like he's saying, take it one step further. Yeah, where like civilization's like based on like your resources and yeah, you have yeah. wars. Yeah, more playing like, like as if you're God. Yeah. Like this strategic places to go yeah. or whatever. But maybe it's like, look, everything's about like dominating the universe and taking over all the resources that's like yesterday we want to talk about souls here like yeah. you know like <laughs> that would be how many can i cap you know how many yeah, can i captivate how many can the i devil. enslave trying to like, yeah. so yeah. trying to be christ is like this <laughs> yes yes like you can be christ so there's this game on yeah. uh, i don't know if like i want to get more <laughs> in like the end of the civilization the, the best you beat the christ most yeah, yeah. There's a there's a game on PS1 called Valkyrie Profile where you play. It's set on North mythology. The Battle of Ragnarok is coming, and you okay. know it's coming. Yeah. And the game has a timer. The end of the world. <laughs> Ragnarok is coming in like, you know, twelve days or whatever it is. And your job is to cre- recruit as many souls and prepare them for the final yeah. battle. And based on your performance, you'll either survive the final battle or not. You All can right. do the same thing. Like say you base it on biblical like Revelation. So you play as either the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Christ, yeah. or you play as Luc- Lucifer, and you're trying to influence and and prep the world and set set the board for Armageddon. And based yeah. uh, based on yeah, exactly. you how get you what play, I'm saying. You either the devil wins the final battle or Jesus wins the final battle, and See, then you, know, you tie it into Darksiders and it's war and all those. Yes, other guys yeah, 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 yeah. So it's either like zoomed in or zoomed out like if you play this on a grand scale it might be like too broad but it could be like specific characters in the game that you're influencing yes that have like an actual that have an actual like one of them could be a caesar or like a president so your job is like okay right now that the year is whatever year there was this famous caesar and you can either be an evil spirit that's trying to lead him to make bad decisions to set your to set the dark side up for the win in Armageddon or you can play as the good spirit and it's like the evil is like like King David in the Bible like you're the guy that's like yo you see that girl Bathsheba down there (laughs) taking a bath I know, I know you're already married, bro, but why don't you just send her husband off to war yeah. and then <laughs> See, take her for you yourself, it. bro? Play just you get trip. it. Yeah, yeah. People would get all into it, trying to be dark. <laughs> yeah. And then if you, like, if you get like enough points or you find this secret passage, like you can get a time machine, right? Where you can like go back and like maybe alter Re-roll. history. Yeah, yeah, alter history. Which could be another game in itself right there, where like the game is called Time Machine and you have to go and like... <laughs> Uh, prevent or make sure these certain things... This is, by the way, what Umbrella Academy, that show we were talking about, it's kind of about where, like, you can go back in time and start. Uh, it's awesome. You should watch it. It does sound cool. It's really I didn't cool. Know. Yeah. I've seen the thumbnail on Netflix. It's very comic book. I mean, I think you would dig it. It's one Have of you my... guys seen the, the show on Netflix called Dark? It's time travel. It's a German show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've tried it. You tried it? Yeah. I tried it again. I mean, it's, it's all in German. It's another one of those things where, like, you watch an episode and you're like, do I keep... 
investing t- this time or is this because you know it's gonna take because you over. definitely don't want to feel the worst thing that can happen is you felt like you your time has been wasted <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like don't you read that in the comments a lot where people are like i want, my, video, want my hour back yeah, that was a waste of four minutes <laughs> 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 they're so pissed yeah you know? yeah it's yeah, so true <laughs> damn that, that would be a good idea it'd be like basically civilization but yeah you could so you go through time you start with Adam, and you go through all the major world leaders, yeah. and you try to influence them and rewrite history yeah. based on the light or the There's dark There's so path. much you can do with it. See, they're, they're using the idea of civilization in a grand scale and time in chronological order. And then, of course, there's everything about takeover um, and war and, like, you know, power. But then, like, combining those two into, like, another level of, like, at the end of this game... You know, I don't want to just, like, kill this guy. I want to corrupt his soul, <laughs> change his life, you know, make him obey me because he wants to, you know. I want to yeah. ruin him from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can play as Jesus or the devil, like, and how many souls you save yeah. or corrupt. Yeah. And then you have a battle at the game. And, and it can be. And the battle's like Warcraft. You have, yeah. your, you have there, all your, like, souls and you yeah. move your There's units. There's a fighting game right now that oh, like Battle of the Gods yeah, yeah you can I've play as Jesus and like his weapons like the cross and he has the cross it's yeah I'm <laughs> or sure Buddha. people are gonna get pissed oh, about dude, that oh dude I'm sure there's and then at the end of the it. game you're Armageddon like if you got more souls than yeah. the other person when that war happens like or, yep. I mean and you can play the, you can play the war like an yeah. RTS game that would be cool I, I, you know what I love the idea of souls that's why I love the game Control the idea of like paranormal and souls crossing over with sci-fi hasn't been done a lot that's true, yeah. Control, this is game control. I was, I was actually hoping when I asked you, like, what games do you think have they a cool style? They secretly worked on it. I oh. was hoping you'd say Control. Or <laughs> yeah. Because I just think, like, the visual style, the writing style, the lore and the world they built in this game called Control is amazing. What they've done is they made this fake federal uh, bureau called the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control. And it's a secret department of the government that investigates paranormal stuff. Mm. And most of it's bullshit. It's like Men in Black. Yeah. yeah. In, <laughs> aliens. Parody. It's kind of like yeah. ghost. Like they investigate yeah. ghost stories and they find that a small percentage of things are actually really paranormal. And then they start looking into it. And the whole game is based like around you show up, you find your way to the headquarters of the secret organization. And anyway, it, it, it like... It combines par- like using ghost stories and sci-fi. Sci-fi is usually aliens, right? They're, but they've, they've yeah. taken sci-fi and like, well, they've taken the idea of multiple dimensions and frequencies, and that's where demons and ghosts yeah. and paranormal. They, it is all based in reality. There's a documentary on Netflix that you would dig. It's about this. Um, it's John Podesta, who's like Hillary's, or I don't know. He, is it Podesta uh, like some child? Yeah, guy? yeah. He for the whole PizzaGate thing. He was, <laughs> oh, that's him. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, his yeah. laptop or whatever. But uh, he's 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 the guy they interview in this uh, documentary, um, and it's about there's a department in the Pentagon that c- decides what information they can and cannot release regarding um, alien tech. And the reason that they in Podesta is saying this in the interview, he's like, well, it's because they're all um, old white male Christians in this group in the Pentagon that can say yes or no to what they can release. And he's like, and they think it's all demonic and satanic, but really it's just science. And he's giving this whole documentary about how, like, we should have access to all this That's stuff. creepy coming from him. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then he also said that uh, the, all these guys in the um, this section of the Pentagon are like priesthood holders and stuff. It's really Whoa, trippy, dude. Weird. Yeah. And how they keep this like balance of like what they can show us because it's 
they say too demonic. It's like well, demonic. The, the alien. Demon tech. It's demon tech. tech. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. That sounds cool. Demon it's the name tech. of the game. Yeah, <laughs> demon tech. Yeah. There's a – the alien – I've kind of turned – I've always wanted to believe in aliens and I've always Demon liked the idea of aliens because <laughs> the universe is so big. But I always thought most of – I read a book by Carl Sagan when I was in my oh, early yeah, 20s, Demon Haunted this, World. Yeah. And so I'm like, OK, most alien stuff is bullshit and not, – not all of it but a lot of it is yeah. like fake stories. And then uh, do you guys – you know Tom DeLonge, the singer for – Yeah, yeah. Singer for, so he's, he's been in aliens forever. He's been claiming a bunch of crazy shit. He goes on Rogan. And uh, seems allegedly to my seems like he's on cocaine. Like he keeps sniffing his nose, like wiping <laughs> yeah. his nose. He's talking super erratic. He's claiming all this crazy shit, but he won't actually say. I can't say this name. I can't tell you more. And he's like not a very good interview. And I was yeah. like, man, Tom DeLonge's full of shit. Like I really wanted him to like. I wanted him to have something of substance, and I was really bummed out about it. And he claimed he wasted to have your time. He claimed to have these <laughs> videos. Well, dude. He did release those videos. Those videos were then later p- confirmed in the New York Times of like actual videos of F-16s and fighters tracking on objects that were oh, unknown. Oh, I remember those came and out. And then yeah. uh, one of the pilots in those videos went on Rogan. And, and was talked like, about I it. I was the guy that chased this object. And this is what – he's like, I've only seen one. This is the one time it's happened. I chased this object. This is what it looked like. This is how it went down. And he said, look, two words – Demon tech. <laughs> he said, it's demon tech. Yeah. These aren't just aliens. They're interdimensional. Alex Jones says they're inter- interdimensional vampires that are here to like, yeah. All the, but it made me wonder like, okay, there's all this crazy conspiracy. But is demon tech really that absurd? The idea, like we were joking about it, like demon tech. But I'm to this point now, I'm like, that might be possible. Aliens yeah. might be yeah. demons. Demons might actually be aliens. Well, that's a big theory out there yeah. is that they – Claim in the name of science to be something, but really are just what the Bible has said they've always been, and it's just trying. To or we're just just, mixing up what demons and aliens are. We didn't have the words; are. we just used different words over time the to bad describe guys the and same the good thing. Guys. Yeah, yeah. I need to take a whiz, real quick. Yeah. What? I need to take a whiz. You need to take a whiz. Yeah. We can do a pee break. Yeah. Shishi break. break. Well, we can wrap it up. You want to be done? We've been. I'll tell you. Yeah, what. I probably should get back to the baby. Let's, uh, <laughs> dude, we're like, we're like two plus hours. So okay. let's wrap it up. Kelton Cram. Uh, thanks for coming on. Where can yeah. people find your shit online, your art? Uh, <laughs> probably easiest way is just to Google my name. Kelton Cram? Yeah, and then we'll take you to How much can set. you actually show publicly, like what you've worked on? Um, so the rule is And like, is it hard not to be able to tell your friends about it, your family? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, <hard. laughs> No, um, uh, so if, if movies come out and the designs that you worked on are public now and they've been released, normally you can show it. You can show it. Mm-hmm. If it's designs that weren't approved and they still have ownership and they don't want you to or if um, – you know, for the most part, they might recycle them or use them. Yeah, later. and sometimes, like a lot of the big franchises, will do the art of books, which always come uh, out for every yeah, movie. Collector stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that stuff's always at Barnes and Noble. And so, I've been in about like maybe like twenty five books where some of my art's in like the art of this movie or that that's movie. Awesome. And so that's where you get a lot of the credit as far as um, oh, because another thing is you're not in the credits in the movie a lot if you're in pre production. So getting the credit on screen is a lot different than um, you know getting into an art of books and so there's mm. that and then uh yeah uh if a movie gets shelved as they call it where it never comes out i think the, like the general like status quo like rule is that like after th- uh, four and a half years to five years you can share it you can okay or you just do and then ask for <laughs> forgiveness, forgiveness instead of permission later. yeah so you get 
Oh, I was going to ask you really quick. Do you get really nervous when you're traveling with your laptop and stuff? Like, <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> I never really had a problem. I don't actually use laptops, so that's one thing. I have, like, desktops, but... um. Yeah, like if someone were to break in and like steal my stuff, it's all protected by the studios anyway. So okay. yeah. yeah. Kelton Cram, Google Kelton Cram. I'm sure you got you got an art station, right? Yeah, art station. Art station, yep. your website, Kelton Cram. Uh, Todd, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having Todd me. Todd was on episode one. He's one half of Kuma Films. I'll put links to them in the description. Thanks for coming. Thanks for talking about demon tech, aliens, (laughs) religion, mind control, and a little bit of video games. If you wanted more video game stuff, I'll get Kelton back on. I mean, look, you talked about Tony Hawk. Yeah. That's your that's your all time best yeah. game for you. Well, right? I didn't I didn't talk about um, the stuff I did on um, Star Citizen, so I could tell you. Oh all yeah, about we that. could talk. We yeah. yeah, we got sidetracked. Yeah, because I did the Marines and um, all the suits, and then the uh, the protagonist and the, and the antagonist also the for uh, the single player campaign or the uh, this was I think four years a ago. So, one that's out. Well, basically the the species that's in their universe called the Vandal, which are like sort of the the antagonist for the whole game. Uh, um, you worked on them. Yeah, and then the Marines. So if you're if you're killing bad guys in Star Citizen and you think they look dope, yeah. you can thank <laughs> Sir Kelton <laughs> yeah. over here for their design. But yeah, didn't, we didn't talk about Turtles either, which was, yeah. Ninja for Turtles. me, I remember when you first told us, like, yeah. hey, I'm working on the new Turtles movie. I was like, <gasps> yeah. I have a f- he's done it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And didn't you say Raphael was your main character that you spent yeah, the most Raphael time Yeah, Raphael and Leonardo. Leonardo. And then me and a couple other artists t- pretty much got to work on, like, every character in the film with the director. And um, that was an awesome time. So, yeah, well. I actually like the design. I know that that movie initially got a little beef for the, for the, the face design, the noses. But I actually the Michael w- Bayness went a little far. So. <laughs> you didn't have any say in that, right? Yeah. That was no. He just he has a certain flair that he puts in his movies, and you know sometimes people like it or they don't. But, what yeah. I liked about those designs, I mean, I I never really talked to you, even though I haven't talked to you that much about it. But when I saw the designs and like their, what I liked the most was the detail in their armors and their trinkets. Yeah, yeah. and it was like this is. Stuff they would actually find in the sewers and hobble because yeah. they, they live in the sewers, right? That's the idea. Yeah, they grow up in the sewers. They're scavenger. They Filthy stay in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> and their armor looks like everything's like all janky and gross, like things they found in the sewers and yeah. put together into bracelets. Really pay attention if you look to that. at the designs, yeah, like, and like what Michelangelo has on him is like cool pop culture stuff, and then. Leonardo. Yeah, it is, explains their personality. It shows a their bit. personality in <clears throat> the designs. Yeah, yeah Leonardo really has that like samurai type of stuff because he's the traditional one, even though it's like self-made. And then of yeah. course Michelangelo, like you said, is like into pop, and he's wearing like a wetsuit surf surfer yeah. suit. Look at him closely. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I need to pay more attention. Yeah. To that. Never, the actual movie ended up being kind of awesome. like is Nickelodeon type like kitty thing. Yeah, I. W- it's like I thought you guys nailed the design, but what I wanted as an adult fan was like a dark, yeah, darker, grittier, yeah, like the first turtle movie. Ninja Turtles. Well, it kept going back and forth with making them like lighter and more um, sellable to kid demographic because you know the toys is, that's and that's another at. thing we could yeah. talk about one time is just how much um, you know the influence of like the merchandise or the, the distribution plays into even the design. Yeah, 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 even that begin in that early on in the development, they are thinking about how they're going to sell. You know, well, that's where they make a lot of their money. Yeah, is from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe one day someone will do like an independent turtles where it's it's uh, more grounded and darker yeah. and, and like. Because the original, remember the comic books back in the day, and they all had red. Yeah, yeah there was originally Bloody. a really dark comic. Yeah, yeah it was very, yeah, 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 it was a graphic novel. So. 
All right, Kelton's got to pee. I will put links to all this shit. <laughs> thanks, guys. See you later. Uh, thanks for listening to the entirety of the podcast. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thanks to Todd and Kelton. Thanks for checking the podcast out. Again, all the applicable links to their stuff is in the podcast description. And, you know, it's getting late, guys. I'm feeling... Beat down. I probably smoked a little bit too much of that green of the devil's lettuce. As such, uh, like the last couple of weeks, I don't know who's going to be on the podcast next week, but I haven't failed you yet because the gods always provide. I will go and I will do the things that gaming gods command, for I know they will give me no commandment unless they provide a way for me to complete it. Stay tuned next week. I'll have some dope. Until then, see ya. Bye.